Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hope you guys have been enjoying the last uh, handful of episodes. Been having some, uh, man, some killer guests. This shit, the amount of episodes we have backlogged right now, too, of just killer conversations. Uh, I wish we could drop them all in one day, but, um, I mean, we just knocked out a few more with uh, my buddy Max Winkler, Henry Winkler's son, who's a uh, big Hollywood director, Uh, my boy Scotty Landis, who, uh, you know, uh, writes on Workaholics and uh, created House Party with uh, with our boy Adam Devine, Kira Sultanovich, Kelsey Cook, a uh, long list, um, and so many uh, great guests in the fire right now that uh, that I want to announce, but I don't want to jinx it. So um, just continue to subscribe on iTunes, uh, tell your friends, give us a five-star rating, and comment on the iTunes page. Again, that helps us climb the charts. Uh, appreciate all you guys' uh, support and Twitters and emails and you know, you do that, and you could you could be fan of the week and win some free merch. Um, had a great weekend. Hope you guys did too. I uh, just got back from Santa Barbara. I went up there with my boy Mark Saratella and uh, did a show at UCSB. Thanks everybody that came out, and uh, thank you to Adam Devine uh, and his girlfriend Chloe. They they came up just to take a little you know small little vacay. We stayed up there for the night, and then Adam went on after me and and did about forty minutes and just. Gave the kids what they wanted. Uh, it was amazing. It was a great time. Santa Barbara's the shit. If you ever have a chance to go. Um, went to the beach. Smoked a joint on the beach. Tossed around the football. Chatted. Giggled. It was a great time. You need those getaways every now and then. And uh, I don't do that enough. I don't hang out enough. I don't get away enough. It was great. Uh, today's episode, I... Uh, <laughs> man, no joke. This episode has maybe the hardest Brad and I have laughed together with a guest. Uh, our guest is Jesse Joyce, one of the funniest comics working. Uh, he writes for uh, all the Comedy Central roasts. He writes for At Midnight. Uh, you've seen him on Late Night, uh, I think, with Ferguson and uh, um, uh, Conan. And uh, he's just one of the sharpest and coolest dudes uh, in the biz. I met Jesse Joyce when I hosted for Greg Giraldo um, about when I was three years into stand-up, and Jesse was uh, was featuring, and Jesse was uh, writing for Greg and writing for him on the roast, and and um, Greg Giraldo, obviously, you know, he he was one of the best comics in the game, one of the sharpest minds. Uh, had passed away at, um, at the age of 44, which was, uh, you know, uh, so devastating. Not only to myself and, and the comedy world, but uh, you know, he's one of Jesse's best friends. And uh, we talked very positively about Greg a lot in this episode, which was really great because uh, you know, he, was a, he was a hero of mine. And, uh, and it was incredible to, uh, to really uh, get into that and, and hear their backstory and how they met. Um, Jesse has some amazing stories from his time on the road. One story in particular that I think was so funny that I think we're going to have it animated because it was that great. Um, his start on the East Coast with comedy, um, how b- he's you know married, uh, so we shed some light on that for Brad and I. It's just a great episode. A lot of laughs. Jesse's a fucking sniper with comedy and jokes, and uh, you're going to love this episode from top to bottom. Uh, so follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse Joyce. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter, at Funny Brad. And go see Brad, well, first of all, on Showtime, his special Daddy Issues premiered uh, last weekend, and uh, it's hilarious. Go check it out on Showtime, Daddy Issues Brad Williams. And then go see Brad 
uh, this weekend in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook Comedy Club. Brad Williams, Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club, May 26th and 27th. And then in Brea, Brad will be uh, in Brea, hometown shows, June 2nd through the 4th in Brea, California. Go see Brad uh, at the Brea Improv. Uh, I, this week, I'm supposed to be in Vegas tonight through uh, Sunday, but I um, I have some jobs. I'm doing a little part in a Jeff Garland Netflix movie and another show, and I can't make it until Thursday. So I am not in Vegas at the Laugh Factory uh, at the Tropicana Casino until Thursday. Uh, I will be there Thursday, May 20... What is that? The May 20... Shit, let's see. 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th. I will be in Vegas the 26th through the 29th. Laugh Factory, Tropicana. Come see me uh, in Vegas and, uh, and and come party. It's Memorial Day weekend. AdamRayTV.com for those tickets. And then uh, next weekend, I will be in San Diego at American Comedy Company, June 3rd through the 5th, headlining the American Comedy Company in San Diego, June 3rd through the 5th. Get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com or AmericanComedyCompany.com. And, of course, bring your merch, your shirts, your hats, your mugs, uh, get all that merch at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Brad and I just took a bunch of promo pics with our friend Nicole. Holy shit, we took some amazing promo pics that we're going to add to the merch store in the next couple of weeks, and you guys are going to lose your fucking minds. I can't even tell you. I posted a few previews on my Instagram, which you can see at, uh, at AdamRay33, and uh, they're going to be available soon, and I know you guys are going to eat them up. They're amazing. Really quickly, I have to mention, at the very end of the episode, like the last minute of the episode, uh, we had a glitch and it stopped recording. Luckily, it didn't delete the episode, but I had to record the last minute of the episode on my phone. I pulled it out real quick. My phone, you perverts, and recorded the last minute. So if you hear it a little distorted, that's why it sounds like that. I did not want to stop the uh, episode and uh, and lose the organic moment that, the, that was happening between Brad and Jesse. And uh, so you get a little iPhone action at the end for the last minute. So don't let that throw you off. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at ALN Podcast. Follow uh, Brad on Instagram at Brad Williams Comic. Follow the podcast on Instagram at ALN Podcast. Continue to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. Uh, Separation Anxiety, brand new episode tomorrow, TBS, 10 p.m. And uh, shit, I think that's it. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night Podcast with our buddy, Jesse Joyce. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Adam, uh, your apartment has hit a new low. What? Plugging in vape pens? Someone is plugging in their vape pen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that embarrassing or is the amount of candles a straight man in his 30s has visibly out and all lit? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, put, let's put this back on me. You're the guest. Yeah, he, yeah, he, like, that's a nice touch, fellas. You set up the microphones. But did you bring me over here to fuck me? What's going on? Well, Brad says all the time. Like, he'll come over sometimes I'm setting up. 
and I'll have uh, on some music. And sometimes it's a TLC Pandora station, <laughs> and sometimes uh, digging on you will be playing. And and I'm and he and sometimes he's rubbing oil on himself. <laughs> These are all sometimes <laughs> happenings. Well, I don't, are you sure he's? Have you ever actually caught him rubbing oil? Because there are greasy people. That- <laughs> The, the Italians. Oh, I'm, oh, like I'm, Jew, I'm Russian Jew. What? You're not a Dago? How is that possible? Oh, you I don't know. Exactly. Hey, I, know. I was fooled too. Wow. Well, everyone thinks I'm from New York, and after a while, I just start saying like Brooklyn, Seattle. Oh, okay. Because um, you're from Seattle. Yeah. Right. I don't know what, and it's like I, yeah, I don't know, man. And I don't even think whatever I sound like is East Coasty, but I think it's people have told me it's like the way I carry myself, and then like the. Dark hair and the like uh, lack of a soul, really. The br- but I'm not as like brass. You you know, live man. you live in New York forever. Even so you just know. like the way you like people say like the way people <laughs> the way people say about me. You know, like it, it couldn't that sound br- that doesn't you uh, sound like fucking Donnie Brasco. <laughs> like there's no way that you're not. I should actually... start telling people that like uh, I lived in New York when I was like a baby, but then moved to Seattle. But my <laughs> first yeah. words were like a goo goo gaga. Yeah, no, you really have like a witness accent. protection vibe. <laughs> you know, like like the how viciously you deny that you're not an Italian from New York. No, no, I'm a Russian Jew from, from fucking Seattle. <laughs> oh my God. I'm from Seattle over here. Grew up, born and raised. I Gary Payton, Go, go Seahawks. I don't follow the Yankees at all. Yes, I don't know how I just became dice right there, but I do. No, it's totally it works. That's where it's headed. Because he fucking testified against the guy who ran he ran numbers for when he was a nine year old. They had to put him in the program. He ended up in Seattle. No. I mean, hey, that's a great movie. And, yeah, and, 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 and you know, he he does wear a, a, a Mariner's hat wherever he goes. Oh, you're right. I have seen you in a Mariner's so hat. I yeah. think he, I'm not overcompensating. So I, I have a lot of pride like, in a team that's struggling. He's just All like, right. hey, in case you were wondering, Seattle. That's where I'm from. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bubbing, right here. Bubbing, no, a, sta- a staple Seattle phrase. Yeah. I'll be up in the Pacific Northwest whenever we get something. Good we go butter bing right there. Right, right. Both of you need That's to stop us. this abuse. Or I yeah, this sorry, pod I was, 45 minutes early. I was sure. No, no, no. What, I just no. want to make a greasy joke. What That's, do you, That's how this whole thing started. You, I'm sure you're, the Russian Jews are pretty greasy anyway. I think so. I'm sure you're. Yeah, and I, sort I of think a greasy gypsy. Type <laughs> more than I mean, we're not that. Anyway. I mean, you know, hairy. I feel like got, like I don't got the back hair, which I'm happy about. Right. I know it's probably coming, but yeah. I had a roommate who had back hair, and he would have to get it lasered off. And but and if he didn't, it literally like I remember one time he was like, I'm going to get a laser. And I was like, cool, man. Nobody asked you. You just brought that up. Right. Um, provoked. So <laughs> right. this is probably another reason why we should separate soon. And then he goes, uh, I go, why do you need is it that bad? He pulled up a shirt. I've never seen a hairier human. Head. <laughs> like, and it, it was like nothing. it was insane. I yeah. didn't know that the body could produce that much. I feel like it's better to be hairless. You know, like, for sure. Because I mean, I I'm a pretty hairless dude, so yeah. I kind of I've always envied the ability to grow a beard. I'm incapable. Has of that doing goatee a beard. taken a while? Yeah. Well, the, the goatee. Yeah, I've been doing this since we last saw each other. The two of us. Okay. The four, three Austin. of us. Yeah. In Austin, I've been doing this since then. So it's been like two weeks. It seems now. well groomed. It also seems at a good length. Yeah, it's fine, but I can't I can't make it a beard if I wanted to. Like that's a fucking good beard, yeah. you know. And, and you the, seem like you're capable. Yeah. But the, <laughs> at the end of the day, I would rather be like than err on the side of ending up having 
like fucking yeah, of course. Yeah. gypsy werewolf. Less is more. <laughs> Shoulders. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Right, now you, right now you have the beard of a guy that's like uh, debating opening up a karate studio or a, yeah. or, or a startup in <laughs> si- or like a startup in Silicon Valley. Like, no, this is what dudes have, right? <laughs> yeah. Or they, like they have a, this? Like a chef who lost his job three years ago. <laughs> that's what it seemed like. You know? white, yeah. white sushi chef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be, to be right. extremely specific. Mm-hmm. No, I trained under Guy Fieri. By the way, this is just water, and this is for me. Correct? Yeah, it's That's all nice you, baby. All right, cool. Because I just, I just realized, like, oh, I'm a sober guy. I should probably check what <laughs> oh, bottle I half-heartedly just opened. No, I know that about you. Yeah. Has that ever happened? Have, have you ever like? Yeah, uh, once like, or twice. Oh, like once or twice. And then, yeah, vodka? and like yeah, just spit it right out because yeah. like you could tell right away. But yeah, it's never been like a like it's a kind of a cartoonish thing that people who aren't sober think about a sober person which yeah. I, it's cute like it never bothers me right but people get real overprotective about it you know like oh sure i'll go to uh actually my ex-wife one time when we first started dating i found this very endearing about my ex-wife who i'm no longer married to but uh that's the nature of ex-wife but the point is <laughs> I, like, have it, but okay. I was moving her drink yeah. and she saw me pick it up and assumed that i was going to just guzzle it for some and she slapped it out of my hand and smashed her vodka cranberry against the wall like just because she was like don't like like i was gonna just wow. as dodge, quickly just dodge slam it because there's yeah you're right and she, then was I was like, like, she was like jumping like a slow motion yeah and i uh ending of an 80s movie where it's like yeah, no yeah exactly like yeah like they were taking a bullet for the president i've had like a by dozen way, bro, people do by, that before by the way people who are li- just listening couldn't see how great seeing brad try to slow-mo remove <laughs> himself out of his chair is i acted it out yeah, yeah I mean, he did he really did he yeah, committed I go full yeah i, I go yeah. full like superman uh-huh. pose when that happens yeah, was, you know, okay so people uh, people do get very yeah and they'll like that constantly people i'm just trying to be like oh this is gonna fall i'm gonna move and i constantly people are slapping drinks out of my hand how do you are you like, like i'm gonna like it begins you know and like fucking yeah uh but i mean are, are you you how many are sober uh almost 11 now wow yeah, yeah it's been a long time and is there is, is there like now are you a guy where or is, is is this the fear that people have where if like if you do take vodka and th- think it's water and have one sip it's like oh man it's over now like like that one sip is gonna like just <laughs> well if i yeah off no, the edge yeah like i don't think like a sip of it like it's not a good thing to do like they sure. are right to be but it takes out of the equation that I like. Why would I relapse right this second with you two? You <laughs> know, like for example, we're, it's like, we're yeah. playing Jenga at a yeah. dinner party. Yeah, exactly. Why would this I is, choose this, this moment? This is not the scenario in which I will yeah. throw eleven yeah. years of sobriety in the shitter. <laughs> yeah, if you're you gonna know? fall back off the wagon, you're gonna have it yeah, like well right. orchestrated. Yeah, exactly. Have a big yeah. bonanza. Yeah, totally. Yeah, It'll be a fucking full on blowout. But. Yeah, it, it, it's gonna be Vegas. There's gonna be a dramatic event right yeah. beforehand. I would never like like. Whenever I was drink, I would have to plan way in advance. I'd have to have like at least a backup bottle of whatever I was drinking to make sure there'd be. So it's like I'm not gonna relapse on a sip of your fucking <laughs> gin and tonic. That's insane. Like that's not enough for me. That would just make me angry. You know. Now, if you have a gallon of whiskey, yeah, exactly, right, yeah, if there was, yeah, exactly. If there was like what all oh, those jug handled ones. Oh man, I love those. With the ones with the handle. Those are your favorite. Because I knew that there would be enough in there. You know, like gotcha. just a regular fifth. Wasn't enough. Wouldn't be enough. Like, because at like, first it was. Yeah, but but, you, th- but I would see that and it would annoy. Me. Like I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm like, because what the worst case scenario for me would be finish the bottle and still be awake, and then <laughs> oh, I wouldn't so be drank, able to get more. And so you drank you know? the pass out. 
Yeah, like, a, well, it, I, I mean, that's a salvation mechanism that my body <laughs> incorporated, yeah. but yeah. the jug handle, I knew for sure that um, I would, my body would stop me from drinking all of it, you know? Wow. So, yeah. Was wow. there one, and we don't have to sit on this too much longer, but I'm curious. You always, know what? I didn't even realize until 10 minutes into this that we were talking on the podcast. Yeah. I just thought we were just fucking on here for a second. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so do you want to yeah, go back so. and like... No, 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 hey. whatever. Oh, no, I don't care that we're talking about it. Like, but, okay. But yeah, so, but I realized now, like, there was, you probably had an agenda. No, we didn't. Okay. No, well, whatever. Our, our agenda no, we kind of set up. Great, we kind of set up a little but, bit of a map. But oh, like, shit, there's the dude who just walked in. That fucking <laughs> threw me off. As yeah. A yeah. Uh, this is the guy who came to fuck me, right? <laughs> so I knew. Yeah. Too many candles. His, Somebody had to, his, his uh, gimp costume is, is no uh, in that backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can't be riding the bus in yeah. your gimp mask. <laughs> Wait, is gimp? Co- are you assuming that's what Jesse's into? I mean, you know, uh, no. That's what I assume Norm was into. Oh, okay. Yeah. Norm. Okay, okay. The candles are for me. The gimp mask is for him. So, yeah, that's that is, I thought somehow he found on a Wikipedia page that Jesse Joyce was into <laughs> gimp sex, and Dude, so. Norm- but you just brought up a visual. Yeah. That was just hilarious to me of a guy who's like on his way to the S and M club, but he's yeah. already wearing the gimp outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's not assuming the S and M club has like lockers or yeah, a changing yeah, yeah, room yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like you're just riding the bus in your gimp outfit. Like, oh no, this yeah. isn't weird. I'm yeah, going yeah. to an S and M club. Yeah, and that's really the thing they all bitch about too. Is like, why don't they put a fucking locker room in here? We all have to show up, you know, like at a furry convention with my dick hanging out. Like this is I had, a locker. I, I had to stop by my mother-in-law's house. She, yeah. she said, oh, I see you're in the area. Like, come on by. And I just had my gimp outfit on, man. It was very, it was, it was really awkward. Uh, furry conventions just made me think of, I mean, you've not been doing stand-up how long? Uh, 19 years. Okay. Dude. That's yeah. incredible. And uh, obviously, so many gigs. Uh, clubs, I'm like, obviously provide a lot of crazy shit, but... Did you ever, like, you and Greg going somewhere or you just on your own, any sort of weird corporate event or, like, furry convention or, or <laughs> something that was just like, wow, I never thought I would perform here, but they are paying me. Never with Greg, but uh, I one time, pro- I, like, the one that I kind of, my go-to worst show ever was uh, was at a, uh, on the back of a flatbed truck oh, God. for uh, 400 <laughs> prison guards oh, my in the middle of the afternoon what? in a field in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So the they were drunk as I'll shit. I'll take shows I never want to do for a thousand. Yeah, it was like all it was like a like a union. It was like the the Pennsylvania State Prisoner Prison Guard Union or something. Holy shit! And I like went to college with a dude as a prison guard. He was like, "Oh, it'd be great. We'll get you to the." And it was like in the early day. Like I'd only been doing stand up for like four years. And I didn't know any better. You know, right. so I was like, "Oh you yeah, just sure. Yeah, you just want to take a gig. Yeah. To oh." Pay- uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this detail, but it was a bullhorn. Like, there was no microphone. So oh, I did my oh jokes my standing on the back of a flatbread <laughs> with a bullhorn like I was running for president in 1914. Dudes, walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was like I was running for office or whatever. It was a disaster. And they were drunk as shit. And they like they all just wanted to play horseshoes. And they were like really annoyed. They were just shouting shit at me. It was yeah. a disaster. Oh, wait. Great drunk game. Yeah. Horseshoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm completely yeah, exactly. inebriated. Right. Let me throw an eight-pound weight <laughs> in the direction of my friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what a but, great drunk yeah. rape. First, pound this five inch, <laughs> this fucking two foot sharpened stake into the ground. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll play Shoot My Friend later. First, Horseshoe. <laughs> yeah, the ever popular drunk uh, game, Shoot My Friend. Hey. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> it's funny uh, that how uh, not thought through, there's a lot, like, oh, that type, the fact that. that that enough people go. Oh yeah, that'd be a great place to do a show. Like, can you can you get them? I think I've coined the triple negative, and it's the best way to say this to use a triple negative in order. But it's uh, it is shocking to me what people don't know. Stand up isn't good for. You understand what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like 
Yeah. Like that they would just assume like, oh, yeah, stand up would be a fine thing to have here. I, this is kind of a weird story. I did one time. Uh, so I had a friend in college whose sister worked at uh, William Morris. Yeah. Right. Okay. An utterly useless connection for me at the time because I was like a fucking 18 year old college right. kid doing stand up. Right. But he was like, well, you know, you know, you guys should go to lunch or whatever. So I went to lunch with her when I got to New York when I was like 20, and, I was, and it was just like, well, you know, we represent fucking Denzel Washington, so there's not a lot we can do for so, you, but, you know. What can you bring to the table? Good luck. It's good to meet you. He kind of stopped, uh, stopped doing flatbread uh, yeah. moving bullhorn shows. Right. So it was like, but I understood the deal. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, whatever. It's yeah. good to meet somebody in the fucking of course. stupid show business. So then six months later, I get a call out of the blue from her, and she was like, actually, weirdly enough, we have this gig for you. If you want to do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever, sure. Like, I kind of thought it was like my foot in the door to show business or whatever. And what it was is uh, it was a birthday party. She was the assistant, by the way, to the manager, right? At William Morris. So, like, this manager represented, like, fucking huge, like, you know, Mel Gibson or somebody, you know, like giant names, right? So, big Jew haters. Yeah, right. Well, I just. What, Denzel Washington? Oh, oh, I take that back. Denzel, please come on the podcast. No, he loves you. you. In fact, I remember hearing about that when he did some sort of press junket. They go, what do you think about uh, flight? And he goes, first I want to say I love Jews. Oh, really? Yeah, out of the blue? Yeah, he just wanted to get out of the way. Right? (laughs) Wow, okay. He's good for him. Uh, The point is, is that so... It ends up being it is a birthday party for that woman, the the manager, mm-hmm. for her father. Right? Whoa. It's her, her dad's birthday, and then okay. the assistant's like, he said he wanted a comedian. The assistant's like, I know a comedian who would do a shitty birthday party. Like, <laughs> right. we'll get this guy. Right? And, so, and, and you're, you're the dad's thinking like, well, he's a William Morris. I'm gonna have Seinfeld show up to exactly, my damn party. Right? Oh, so, no. so, so, I, <laughs> so they send like a fucking limo from. I'm like 20. It was a big deal. Like we yeah. drive all the way out to Staten Island to do this gig, right? And I feel like I was getting like a grand, like some enormous amount of money for me at the time, right? So I was like very excited about it, and I go and. Uh, but we're driving it. It's like a residential neighborhood. And I was like, well, this is weird. Like I just assumed they rented out like some fucking Elks Lodge or some sure. bullshit, yeah. you know, like some, you know. <laughs> clan vfw that he was a member of i don't know what it was so whatever so then we get there and we like limo literally pulls into like an old man's home you know just like a fucking residential driveway and i was like well this is weird so you get in there and it's literally just like exactly what you imagine everyone's family party would be like just this dumb like just a fucking shitty living room you know and just like Fucking, there's like a table with chips and like two liter bottles of soda, right? What? Like oh. a fucking T-ball bag? Yeah, what? yeah. And like a bunch of old people and like those little folding card tables are set up oh, and bullshit, right? It's like a sad party from a junior high kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just this lame fucking party. So I go and like I go over to where the TV is and they had a, like, like a mic plugged into the stereo. Oh, God. And there's like, well, go ahead. Oh, and the, and the deal was is that... One of the big, one of the clients that her dad's a big fan of was coming, and it was going to be a big surprise, right? So, like, I, know, I was like, oh, maybe like Robert Duvall is showing up yeah, or some fucking shit like that. I don't yeah, know yeah, to yeah. close this it out. Fucking weird, whatever. <laughs> so it was like this known thing that like, oh, this guy's coming later. So you know, just do twenty minutes or whatever. So I go up there and I'm just eating shit in this living room. Do you remember right, any of the people. material? Just whatever I had at the time. You know, I was like three years into stand up, so like yeah. not good. But you're you know? like a you're a fucking sniper with jokes. So I mean like was yeah, that I mean, always guess, your were you always kind of Well, I wouldn't still be doing stand up if like the jokes weren't good for the level I was at. Okay, but not sure. enough to amuse a <laughs> 
fucking living room full of World War II vets <laughs> yeah. who like got interrupted in their party to have yeah, this like, fucking 20-year-old shithead I think I, talk about how hard it is to fucking figure out how to do laundry on your own yeah. or whatever bullshit I was doing. Right. Like, I think I'm a pretty good stand-up, but if you throw me in a room of, like that, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how good With the I knowledge do. also that right. like some guy who's a big deal is coming later. You know, like it's yeah. like, so this guy's not even the this reason. The pay, don't pay attention. All right. So anyway, so whatever. And then like halfway through, like the grandchildren get into a fight in the other room. They're playing video and they come running out like in the middle of it and like they have to stop like, you know, like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to stop talking into the microphone. Like, you know, so like they, they can like, like break up these fucking six year olds who are bickering. Settle you know, an like, argument about Sonic the Hedgehog. Exactly. <laughs> Just horseshit like that is going on. This is this terrible family party. And uh, and so I just eat my balls for 15 minutes and then just like, well, happy birthday, old man. You know, thank you for having me or whatever. Yeah. And then just this smattering of like old man applause or whatever. Yeah, just like that in a living room. Exactly what it sounded like. And then I go over to like the fucking table with the chips and the two liters of soda. And I'm just standing there eating Doritos, just like kind of waiting to get paid. And also half interested to like, well, at least I get to. You know, meet Denzel Washington or Robert <laughs> whoever Duvall, the fuck yeah. it is. You know, like so. Then all of a sudden, egg. like it's all exciting. Like a yeah. phone call, and then shit. Like he's here, right? And there's like a car outside, and then this fucking guy comes in, who's like this, <laughs> like like handler, to some dude to make sure, like you know, like a bodyguard type Service person to make sure there's enough diet, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh <laughs> fuck, like this guy, whatever, is a big deal, right? Yeah. So this guy comes in, and then in walks. The amazing Kreskin. Do you know who the fuck that guy is? Who the, f- the amazing what? Kreskin? It sounds like a mascot for a children's cereal. Yeah, he was he was a <laughs> like a close-up magician hypnotist guy in the 60s and 70s who did oh, the Tonight Show a couple times. He did Carson a lot, right? And the birthday yeah. boy fucking loved and him. And it was like he was so excited to see fucking the amazing <laughs> Kreskin, right? So fucking Kreskin walks in. <laughs> And he comes over to me. A lot of swagger, goes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, he just fucking bursts in his room. And he magician goes, uh, swagger's the worst swagger, yeah, yeah. by the way. Oh, oh yeah. Swagger. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking, I fucking hate magicians, by the way. I we'll put a pin that in that. All I comics s- do. We'll come oh, back to that. Dude. Yeah, but like, all right. Well, anyway. So, oh, we'll get back. <laughs> fucking, so he comes over to me. He goes, uh, he goes, and he's old as shit. You know, yeah. he's like 70 something or whatever, right? And he comes over to me. He's like, are you the other guy? Are you the other performer? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, how's the crowd? <laughs> And I go, breathing. What? what the crowd? It's a fucking living room. It's right there. Like it's nine old people scattered around a living room. Like there's no crowd. What the You're fuck like, are you talking standing about? Standing ovation, yeah, yeah. Kreskin. Yeah. Follow that. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, oh yeah. He looks in the living room. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. He You're goes, like, uh, I'm following Parcheesi. Yeah, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, it's it's insane. And then he goes, uh, he's like, all right, cool. Is there a green room? And I'm like, green room? What the fuck it's are you a- talking about? It's a home. Have you ever been Kreskin. in a person's home? Like there's, there's a, a guest there's bedroom yeah, with a broom closet. Closet yeah. over there you could use. It's There's the spacious. room with all the fucking coats on the bed. You want to go hang out in there? That chick, next to, about? That chick next to the fireplace in the uh, Twister uh, game. Is she with you? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he fucking like, he was treating it like we were at the Palladium or whatever. Like he was just like, yeah, so it was the, you know, like it was the green room. Like, you Who know, was like, here last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the housekeeper, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So uh, it was really oh, fucking shit. crazy how like he treated this like a real big deal show. And it was just so interesting. And and then he goes out and just fucking tells card does card tricks and like yeah. tells like drops celebrity name drops Ugh. people from the seventies like Lucille Ball stories and whatever and they <laughs> and thought destroyed. it was the fucking greatest thing ever yeah, yeah so, sure uh, well, so anyway it was a fascinating Kreskin. experience to kind of like 
like see like to that that one moment where our sort of careers met like like where I <laughs> was on like his way down, yeah, on one, on I was doing up. one of my first living room gigs and he was he's doing his doing twenty his second last, that yeah, week yeah, yeah exactly kind of dope kind of dope for a minute though that he did like walk in and look at you like and think and and go like what's up other performer and not like because yeah. he also could have walked in and been like. Oh, I don't know who that is, and clearly he doesn't do magic, so fuck him. Right. Well, but, I think when you're sure. playing a guy's living room, your ego is out the door. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're, <laughs> right. you're, right. you're, yeah. you're not walking yeah. in like, I'm the king <laughs> of the living room circuit. Yeah. So, yeah, Everyone yeah. knows this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this guy only did garages. Yeah. He's here too? Yeah. Yeah. You're a porch comic. <laughs> what? Yeah. You didn't do any jokes about relationships, right? Because I have a chunk. I have a chunk of jokes about that. Fucking <laughs> okay, AI. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I it was ma- a real I, weird game. I, I so hate, magicians. Hate magicians. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, your eyes lit well, up. Here's the thing: is what I what really bugs me is uh, most of the, like the like I like funny, self-aware magicians like amazing like Harry Jonathan. Anderson and fucking yeah. Penn and Teller yes. and Amazing Jonathan. Yes. Like those guys. Like the guys who are funny. And, and they, aware of it, and they know it's a trick. Yeah, and yes. the guys that I loathe are the ones who like, like sexy magician, like the uh, one who want you to think they're a sorcerer. You know what I mean? And oh, it's like they the are. Fucking, I don't. The fucking setups to the jokes, like the ancient Mayans believe yeah. that oh, the soul you. could leave your body yeah. at one point yeah, and then they really... reappear across the room. Like fuck, fuck, no, yeah. shut up. Yeah, you bought this shit in a store. I don't <laughs> like. I don't need to believe you're a fucking wizard. Just do the stupid. And then the thing that annoys me the most is just the practicality of the fact that it's like, well, you wouldn't be booked here if you didn't know where my card was. You know what I'm saying? So like, oh, man. it's like I got to pick a fucking card and then I got to watch yeah. you do three minutes of horseshit. Just set up nonsense for right. no fucking reason before inevitably I know you're going to pick the fucking card. Like, just show it to me. You know what right. I mean? Don't waste my time with three minutes of garbage before it's like, all right, great. It's on the ceiling. Whatever. That was the card. Yep. Yeah. I knew you'd probably figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, because you fucking bought a thing I didn't buy. So. Chinese monks <laughs> once yeah. taught me. God, I you bought a thing I didn't buy. Yeah, so. I spent some time in a monastery in China. No, your trick was made in China. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Uh, shit. Oh, yeah. What about David Blaine, though? I mean, is that... I don't know. Whatever. Like, I'm mean, sure it's neato. I just don't give a shit. You know, like, whatever. You're fucking fine. Stay in God. a box for a week. Who cares? It's not magical. I, yeah, I, like, not, I hope no one ever describes neat. my comedy as neato. Yeah, well, it's a neat thing. It's just not. It's not magical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. great. Stay in a box. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's cool what like, you did. But congratulations. You it, didn't die in a box. And <laughs> and Why I think what all that? comics uh, also hate is, is we hate, and it's probably a jealousy thing, but we hate when like magicians get hot chicks. Because you just want to <laughs> shake the chick and be like, he's not really doing that. Yeah, he's not a sorcerer. He's not yeah. mystical. He's not going to improve your credit score by saying Alakazam. Shut the fuck. It's just so depressing. <laughs> when, uh, okay, so you, you started in New York, yeah? Uh, no, I started in Pittsburgh. Oh, shit. I started. Blue collar town. There for like a couple years, then I moved to New York. And yeah. you, I think Brad said you were bartending at the Pittsburgh Improv? Or? Yeah, I was bar backing, yes. Okay. So, uh-huh, that's what is the difference between tending and backing? Well, because you had to be 21 to bartend oh, to shit. actually deal with All I was doing was like, like shuttling cases of beer from the freezer into the or Into your cool, car, right. yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And just, like... Getting mopping a up joke or two as you're walking back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And, like, literally, I had a big rubber glove, and I fucking scrubbed out the urinal. I had to do that. Like, wow. to this day, I don't... And this is not, like, I don't want to pat on, but, like, I never spit gum in a urinal. Like, as much for as... for you. It will occur to me to, like, 
I gotta get rid of this gum. That's a convenient. Or I'll even see it, like by neck, because I used to have to pick gum out of a urinal yeah, at the Pittsburgh Funny Bone. You can't scrape it out. Yeah, you gotta fucking use your little hand and pick out gum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, geez. anyway, but yes, who, that's who would how you I hear when you were walking back and forth? I mean, who was. Uh, I'm trying to think of that, who. That, that struck a chord with you. Uh, J. Scott Holman was one of the first comics I saw live that I was really impressed by. Uh, like, I think he's still doing the road or whatever. But, uh, oh, I know. John Stewart blew me away. Like, Whoa. he was fucking great. Like, so you saw I, that and were like, wow, this I saw him, like, back in his, like, leather jacket days when he was, like, smoking a, a pack of cigarettes and, like, drinking uh, Heineken's on stage. Like, he would Oops. bring a six-pack. Was he, try- was he trying to be Dice, too? Oh, yeah. He had, like, that was his look. Like, it was really? very, like, fucking Dice New York, like, you wow. know, every New York comic thing. Yeah. You know, like, leather jacket and shit. And he was fucking great. Like, he did, like, an hour and 20, and I saw the whole thing. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy uh, to me. Todd that, like, Berry oh, uh, emceed that week. That's yeah. amazing. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, and, cool. and guys like that is what you, you, you heard, like, their stuff and go, oh, shit, like, that's, they're kind of thinking the same way I'm thinking, or, like. Well, I just, I'd already, like, I was, like, a huge comedy fan. Okay. Like, I, I wanted to be a comic since I was, like, 12 years old. Like no kidding. Yeah. So, it's not like I got the job at okay. the, I got the job at the Funny Bone on purpose so I could start doing stand-up. Right. You know, but. Yeah. Because my uncle was a comic for a few years in the 80s. Oh, no like, shit. he never, he was basically like one nighter feature act level. That's okay. really all he got to, you know? But I was like 11, and it was the coolest thing in the world that I had an uncle that did stand up. So, like, sure. God. So, that's the thing is, like, I feel like most people, they don't, they like comp, but they have no idea how to get into well, it. You that know, made it like, real for you because you got exposed to it. Exactly. Yeah. I had a family member who did it. So, to me, it was like a job option. So, I was like, oh, I'll just be a comedian. That's oh, what he that's does. Awesome. You know? So, that, that's huge because. One of the number one questions I get as a comic is, how do you become a comedian? Yeah. People don't know. Yeah, exactly. They, they're, they're like, well, where's the job application thing where you go get your jokes? Like, yeah, you yeah. sign up, like, I would like to be a comedian. Here are your jokes. Like, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that place does not exist. I hear comics say that, too. Like, you know, like, I should have done it five years earlier, but I didn't know how to start. You know, like, yeah. so... That's I started at seventeen because I basically like oh it's like as soon as I got old enough to You're like wow if, if have the balls to do it I did it yeah uncle can so. do it I can do it yeah exactly right yeah so, yeah did, yeah, so that's why did I um uh, what was his uh, act like what was his he did I remember he had a tape that he sent me and I like fucking ruined it because I watched it so many times because I thought it was the coolest thing in the world and like <clears throat> he was real different he went to he was a clown in Ringling also in what? the circus oh, so. He was like super physical and whatever. Like yeah. it's real different than what I do. But yeah. he's a funny dude. He's still funny. But uh, but yeah, it was like I, all I remember is he did an impression of. I'm not saying this was good either, by the way. But <laughs> I think he's he was my uncle. So sure. But he did an impression of uh, Bob Dylan ordering. Uh, <laughs> I'm already food on board. At McDonald's. I'm already on board. And I just remember something about him like. Like leaning over the like having to do this to get up over the counter because he's a tiny guy, yeah. you know. Okay, so like okay, okay. he like puts his hands up and then because he was real good at physical shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then I think it was just like I like a Whopper with a cheese, please, <laughs> or whatever, it was something like that. <laughs> oh, see, and whatever I thought it was. I thought he was gonna take the stance of like how weird must it be for Bob Dylan to talk to the drive-through voice because it's the same voice. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, don't try to punch up my fucking. <laughs> Three, my three-year comedy veteran uncle's <laughs> shitty feature act set. You, you know what I mean? Jesus. Like, like I like, but I, when I was eleven, it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And like, we still talk. We're really close. Me, and my like, you know. So oh, he, oh, he's sure. thrilled that oh, I he must still be do so it. Pumped. Yeah, he thinks it's cool. So uh, yeah, in fact, he came to at midnight uh, not long ago when That's he was awesome. out here. So yeah. he's still like in the business sort of. He 
He works at Sesame Place. Do you know what that is? It's what? like a theme a... park in Philly that's like a Sesame Street theme park. Oh, or nice. whatever. And oh. he like writes all the shows or whatever. Right? So like, there you go. It's amazing. So like he's like the head of the entertainment for them. So Dude, like, he's representing Sesame Street. Yeah, so like fucking Cookie. He writes a lot of Cookie Monster shows and bullshit. He writes a Cookie so, Monster show. Yeah, so wow. that he Dude, was out here. don't just brush by that. Like, that's no, no, no. Not it's a big it's, it's very cool. Like, so, but, uh, How many cookie puns does he know? <laughs> like all of them. He does all the voiceovers in the park, too. What? So like if you're in the park and you're in line, I he's like be. the guy going like, I don't know, whatever. You know, Who like the fuck was that? What yeah, character so. was that? I don't know. I was trying. I was like, should I do a cookie? I can't do a cookie monster. I was like bailed on it halfway through. Whatever. <laughs> cookie, cookie, cookie. Yeah. That's, I think that's cookie. Yeah, monster. yeah. So yeah. he does that. So he was out here to like meet with the Jim Henson people. And that's then incredible. he came to the studio. So yeah, it was fun. When you were 12, uh, were you a slinger on the uh, on the playground? Like uh, jab? I mean, like where did you get oh, yeah, yeah. comedy quickness? Yeah, I don't know. I was just like a funny kid, I think. And like I immediately recognized that that was what made girls notice that I was yeah. around, you know, because like does. I was terrible made at dudes sports. respect you. Oh, you're yeah. not good at sports. No, but I played them all. But I was like, <laughs> I was like fucking Rudy on every team. You know what I mean? Like I was just the fucking, in fact, I vividly remember like I would get in in the last like two minutes of every game because yeah. I was like the worst. So like only if we were up by like 30, they'd put me in were or you, whatever. Were, were you the guy where when you came in like the other team's parents started applauding like, oh, yeah. oh give yeah, him yeah, a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. I was totally the crowd favorite. The crowd loved me because like I was such like a sad little boy that they were so excited that this fucking pathetic kid finally got in, right? Oh, so like I would get a huge round of every time I'd come in because like, and I thought I was good. Like I knew that I wasn't good yeah. or whatever, but yeah. it was nice anyway. It's still and nice then that you get that, and yeah. Then, and, and then like you score a basket, the whole team oh, dude. erupts. One just game like... I scored eight, and they fucking carried me <laughs> off the court. Like we were up by forty. Like we didn't need my eight points, but I scored eight, and they ever all carried me off the fucking court. It was oh, the coolest. Dude, you're what six four? Yeah, but I, that's the thing. Everybody thought I would be good, and I'm not at all. Like, you, but I'm six four. You were a late bloomer, or yeah. what? Yeah, I didn't. I was like five something. Yeah, like I, I didn't turn six four until I was like a junior in high school. So. Right. But the point is, is that one time there was a kid who was like literally the best athlete in the history of our town, and his name is Jay right. Tant, and he ended up playing a few years for the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Oh, shit. He, so he was like, like the great. He was the greatest at every sport. You yeah. know, and he he was that kid. qualified for the Olympics and swimming and Damn. shit like that. Right. So so he was my best friend as a child because. He would fight my fights for me when I would get myself in trouble for saying goofy shit. What? Right? So, like, the wow. two of us would, and I, I made him laugh, and then in turn, he would have my back when I would fucking make fun of someone kid who was, like, capable Holy of beating crap. the shit out of me. It's it like was a like a regular uh, of Mice and Men story. You know what it was like? It's like that scene in Tombstone where uh, fucking Doc Holliday uh, yeah. uh, shows up and kills Johnny Ringo before. <laughs> Uh, Kurt Russell has a chance to because yeah. he knows like he would lose that gunfight. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he just shows up and the guy's already dead. That's what would happen <laughs> when I would go to when I'd have to fight somebody. Uh, yeah. I would show up and that kid would already be dead because <laughs> Jay Tant would smash him to the ground. It was really it was Jay a great. Tant, you know what? I'm gonna uh, yeah. Guy's the best. Yeah. he's the best. That's awesome because it, it, it then also allowed you the freedom to kind of be yeah to just mouth. run my mouth and yeah. be a ball busting asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were in one game and Jay. It was a fast break and it was just me down the court and jay threw the basketball to me and it went right through my hands and yeah. uh but we were up by a lot or whatever and joe mccall's dad joe mccall was the other big like the other athletic dude yeah, right okay. but not as good as jay tant sure and i think that really really bugged joe mccall's abusive shitty dad right because <laughs> he knew yeah, because yeah. he knew Jay Tant was like yeah, a fucking like, angel sent from heaven to right. show us how to play basketball. <laughs> and his like just brutish, you know, elbowy son, who was yeah. also good, but just because he was not like, the best. Yeah. yeah, not the. B 
Anyway, so fast break, Jay Tan throws you the ball. It goes right through my hands. Fucking the whole crowd is on my side because I'm terrible at basketball. So and just a collective. Right, just, yeah, and then from the crowd, you just hear Joe McCall's fucking dumb drunk dad yell, get Jesse out of there, right? Like, and it just echoed oh, around this God. arena, right? Like this Come fucking on. eighth you're, grade kid basketball up by game. 40. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And my little shoulders sank because it just like fucking echoed around. Like you just heard this fucking grown man <laughs> so upset with how bad I was at basketball yeah. that he needed me out of the fucking last minute of the game. The last minute. Yeah. Listen. I've got a scout here yeah, yeah. looking at my game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesse right. can't be fucking it yeah, up. You're distracting exactly. him from looking at anybody good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like fucking seventh grade, though. That's the, and then I remember, like, at, and everybody was like, duh, boo. Like, they booed Joe McCall's dad. Love it. And then uh, afterwards, I remember he, like, cornered me in a hallway and he was like, listen, you got to understand it's for the good of the team. Or, like, he didn't even apologize. Oh, God. He just was, like, trying to rationalize to a yeah. fucking 12 year old why he yelled at him. <laughs> right, in front of everyone yeah, like, and shamed him in front of, in, yeah, yeah, of exactly. adults and kids alike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What so, an asshole. Anyway, but I whatever, it was funny. So uh, it all worked out. <laughs> it's so funny how you remember like the names of all those people in mm-hmm. in I mean that's really like Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, God, I remember there was this kid on, on uh he uh, I had to stay in I I pulled my bottom lip down and put my um tongue out to make like giant lips when I was in the 4th grade to one uh-huh. of my buddies just to make him laugh while the teacher was talking. Got sent in the hallway for like all recesses for like the next week. And uh, and then when I finally got let out and, and I got to rejoin recess, it was like fucking I was reunited with my family like after the Holocaust. <laughs> right. I was like I ran back out with so much enthusiasm and like my friends and like I get to see everybody. I recognize that kickball and I'm just running out there. And this kid, Joel Helgevold, was doing a jump rope th- circle where he like he would basically like run in a circle and keep it low. Right. And people would jump over it. Yeah. But he let it get a little bit high and it got really high like above his head. Yeah. And I ran out the door being like, recess. Yes, I'm back. And just as soon as I got out, dude, that rope fucking whipped me right in the face. And, dude, I went down and went right back into the nurse's office. And uh, and I'll never forget that because it was like the first time I remember experiencing like real pain. Right. Like yeah. at school when I didn't have like parents or any. Right. It was just like, you know, you're on your own. Like what, right. what are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. cry on the ground or are you going to go inside? Yeah. You're both. <laughs> oh, my God. But Joel Helgevold, I mean, like where where is he now? Uh, they should do a VH1 where man. are they now? About recess bullies, school bullies. See that? See that? That will be a fun like action figure toy for adults right. called little shitheads. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like the kids Joe, that bull- Joe McCall is a gay assistant manager at a Radio Shack somewhere whose dad hasn't talked to him in twenty years. That's that's my guess. Hey, but people need batteries. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, so so then you finally what? When do you get the balls to go like, all right, now I'm, what, I'm done working. Yeah, I'm done working at uh, the Funny Bone. I need oh. to get into this. Well, no, I mean, I was I like that was my strategy for getting into show business. Yeah. Was like so I would be there and I would be there for every show, and then sometimes the host wouldn't show up or he'd be stuck in tra- and I'd have to go. I'd get to go up. Oh, nice. Or like occasionally after I started getting a little good, and the headliner would come in on a Tuesday when we did the open mic, and he would see me. He would let me do a guest spot on the show later in the week, you know, there like you that go. kind of shit. So I just started yeah. to kind of get in that way or whatever. But, but the other thing too is I was at my college at Duquesne University, of Pittsburgh, oh, nice. where I went to school, and I kind of put myself out there as the resident comic on campus because there was no other one. Awesome. And so I got to like open for everybody who came through, you know. Oh, that's great. So it was like Rob Schneider and Jimmy Fallon and like people like that, like that's when they amazing. were like like new, just doing college gigs, you know. Yeah, yeah, actually, but- no, Schneider was already at SNL, but. This was before Fallon did Saturday Right, but st- like still, you like you said, you put yourself out there. Uh, there. There was a girl that did that 
uh, Adam and I both went to USC, and there was this one girl named Bryce that put herself out there as like, I'm I'm the yeah. comedian at USC, and then like she got to open for like Margaret Cho and right, and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. She bombed every time, but the fact that she put herself out there is yeah. like I'm the person. Like you know she what? Got, yeah, she got I'm that always disappointed time. when I go to perform at colleges, which yeah. I don't do a lot anymore. But yeah. when I did, and there wasn't a me, you know, like yeah. why wouldn't you yeah. fucking use this? Because it was great. Because I would then go out afterwards to a bar with them and pick their brain and whatever, like oh that kind God. of thing. Because they wanted to like they well, didn't just know whatever. They're stuck in this fucking shitty college town, and right. like you know how you do colleges, and they're like. One of the worst things about him is how like fucking isolating they are. Like, dude, I did the University no... of Pueblo, Colorado. I took a small plane to get there. Literally, there was a Carl's Jr. and two bars in the hotel I was staying at. Right. aside from this college, and it's like yeah. University of Manchester, New Hampshire. That, yeah, that was mine. Yeah, and it's like not fun and be potentially creepy and illegal to hang out with the college students. Yeah. So like you have right. no one to talk to. So if there was another comic on that show, you, no matter how fucking green or shitty they are, at that, least it's that like was your person. Somebody in that the trench your, with even you. Even if it was so Chris. <laughs> yeah, so you could like talk to them. You know what I mean? That yeah, was, exactly. That was right? your safe zone. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so I think that's kind of why they would fucking go out to a bar and talk to me or whatever. How was that jamming with Fallon at a bar? Are you picking his brain and stuff? About yeah, it? totally. In fact, I remember vividly that he told me that like, I, oh, you know what it was? He had just signed. He just made the audition for SNL, so he was about to be on SNL. Oh, wow. So he was talking about that, and like he was like, ah, oh, man, like you know, like. He wasn't being cocky at all, but he was like, ah, like my life's getting crazy or whatever. Yeah. He said that people are sending him scripts all the time or whatever. And then he was like, I just don't want to do anything like dumb, like a dumb comedy. I want to do something like cool and Cue real. Cue the movie Taxi Wait. with Queen Latifah. <laughs> that's, my, that's where I'm going with oh, it. But the oh, point, no, 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 it's fine. Then the first thing he did was Band of Brothers. Did you know that? He was like a small That's part right. of Band of Brothers. And I Holy saw that shit, and I was I like, totally oh my God, this that. motherfucker told me he was going to do cool shit. And he is. Like, wow. God, good for him. Second thing he did is fucking <laughs> the Flying Taxi movie <laughs> with, Queen with fucking Queen Latifah. And I was like, oh, you fucking sell you out. Like, it up. immediately. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, but. Uh, he, start, he started off with such great promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Whatever decision was fucking Whatever happened to that poor great. bastard? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway. Uh, Oh, but this is a fun story. So I worked with uh, one of the other ones that came was Mark Curry. Did I tell you guys this at the no, festival Mark the other day? Hang with no. Mr. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mr. Cooper came to my school, and I was like super excited about that because, like, you know, he was yeah. like one so of the was T- first famous guys that I ever got a chance to work with or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, I was super green, and but you know, so I do the show. Like, I'm so green that I still have my like notes in the cigarette pack. And like I'd leave them because that was you could still smoke everywhere yeah. on stage or whatever. So then you like, put them on the stool. So yeah, so I put them on the stool and I would like reference the. So I come out. To, so afterwards, I talk to Mark Curry and I tell him uh, that I, I wanted to be moved to New York and be a comedian. He couldn't have been cooler to me. He talked to me for like an hour and like so just told me like gave me all this great advice on you know like well here's what you do you know like I told him I want to move and he was like wait till you feel like you're the best dude here in Pittsburgh and yeah. then go because then yeah you know you're only competing against the best guy from Charlotte and Baltimore yeah. whatever. Right. Point is, and then it, he just gave me this great advice, and uh, so cool to me. And like, I went home and I wrote it all down, and I was like, so I like, I put it on my mirror, and I was like, I, I decided like that's what I'm gonna do. Like, I'm gonna like, wow. I never even sought a second opinion. I just basically was like, that's what I'm gonna. And I like literally structured my 20s around Mark Curry's advice. Like, I definitely wow. like did exactly what he told me to do. And for whatever it's worth, it worked. Like, I'm a, I paid my fucking yeah. mortgage with jokes. So, like, you know, yeah, I'm a, like, no shit. so it worked, right? So, so, thank you, Mark Curry. Yeah. So, I've always wanted to thank Mark Curry. This is going somewhere, by the way. So, okay. I, uh, I was like, I just never, we don't travel in the same circles. Sure. I never have an opportunity to run into Mark Curry to, so finally, I'm at the, uh, Vegas Comedy Festival, that TBS thing. Remember oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 2008. 
and I was there with Geraldo, and I was doing shows, and uh, and we're in the green room, and fucking Mark Curry is there, and I was like, oh my god, this fucking guy, I gotta go talk to him. Mm-hmm. So I go running over to Mark Curry, and I was like, dude, listen, you are never gonna remember this in a million years, but literally like ten years ago, I opened for you at my college, and uh, I just wanted to say that you were super cool. And he stops me, he goes, Pittsburgh, right? And I was like, oh shit, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, but you want to know why I remember that, right? And I go, yeah, I'd love to know why you remember that. And he goes, because there was some girl in town I was trying to hook up with, and you wouldn't shut the fuck up asking me dumb comedy questions. <laughs> you kept at me for like an hour. You fucking followed me out to my car. I couldn't fucking shake you to save my life. I was, you were just chasing me around campus, just asking me fucking stupid questions about comedy. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, you know, I structured my life around that advice. <laughs> And it was like, we just I had a really a fun shit, moment. Man, you cock blocked me. Yeah, that it was like one oh. man's cock block is another's life plan. You know no what I mean? Kidding. Dude, I is... swear to God, <laughs> I'm sure he's right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. that went down. But in my head, still, even when I was telling you guys the story, right. I picture us, like, sitting on the edge of the stage <laughs> and him, like, outlining how comedy works to me. Like, you just know, like, because he's the best like a, guy Like in a the fatherly world. fishing trip we were on or some bullshit. <laughs> oh but I'm God. positive that's not how it went. But that's how I still remember right. it. Like, well, you just took me under his wing, and we had this Dude. beautiful moment together. Dude, what? It's- Meanwhile, I'm just chasing him around the whole time, just like, so, wait, how do you get booked yeah. to whatever? <laughs> it's, Yuck. It's so crazy. Like, there, there, there's that phrase, like, there's two sides to every story, but yeah. what, like, yeah, 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 what yeah. a more concrete example yeah, exactly. than that yeah. of just a life-changing moment well, as opposed to this yeah, guy yeah. stopping me from getting my dick wet. And two yeah, very, and two very different ends of the spectrum, too. I mean, it's like you're so eager and up-and-coming, yeah. and he's doing his thing, so... He's not like every you're you're meeting with different amounts of energy and passion about yeah d- about similar that's, things. I mean, but, you've had that happen before. Now, like I, yeah. I'm super conscious of that now. Like every time I meet some like fucking overzealous open micer kid, I always realize like, oh, that's me when I was what I did, dude. You know? So I, like when I first met you, uh, when I was hosting for you and Greg. Excuse me, at Irvine Improv, right? Had you not been there and been so awesome to me, I probably would have done that to Greg. Oh. As far as just like, because, you know, he's my favorite, so I would have been like, but, you know, and there you were like the buffer of like, hey, oh, right. to kind of like, you know, I mean, you were so genuinely gracious and, and you know, conversational and, and with advice and everything, but it was like, had, you know, if whoever was featuring if hadn't been that, right, dude, right. I would have beelined every day. <laughs> just Greg, so, uh, what do you think about this closer? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. Uh, well, that's it, fun. It, it's funny because you, you, you kind of do that when you're the feature act, if you're like the regular guy. You, right. You, you kind of act as that sort of protector. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, maybe you sensed I was going to do that, and that's everything. Why you everything in. goes through me. I don't know. I, thought, I, thought, I think we both thought you were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, there had been a series of shitty MCs, and so oh, really? I think you were, like, a, a breath of fresh air. Oh, good. You isn't, know? That, but, isn't that such a relief? Yeah. And I feel like also, because kind of in part, oh, we our proximity to LA, like, oh, there's, it's going to be somebody who's qualified, oh, you know? Oh, cool, yeah. But a lot of times, you like, you know, you show up in fucking Nebraska, and it's just some oh, yeah. local idiot. I remember know, I got off stage, and I think it was the first night and uh you know and Greg just goes I was wearing a backwards hat and this like man button up checkered shirt with short sleeves and he goes many <laughs> Seattle logos on it just to let you know so many Seattle logos hey Greg I'm from yeah. Seattle I got this great manners hat from Vinny's on 43rd and Broadway <clears throat> no but so and he goes he goes keep it going for Adam everybody uh he goes because somebody told him to dress up like a fucking nine-year-old for the show so I appreciate that he goes be sure to tip him and buy some candy for his uniforms <laughs> Dude, I could. I was like, the grin on my face in the back was. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, he was really good at ball busting. 
Yeah. That was really fun. God, and like you're good at ball busting. I would just imagine that those trips would just be like yeah. if people didn't know you guys were actually friends, yeah, yeah, they yeah, probably yeah. would have thought like, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. those guys yeah, are about to fight. Guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's about to get stabbed by that Spanish fella. <laughs> Yeah, with you guys that ever like bastard. Can that happen with people that are really quick fire uh, fiery like that where you can get jabbed so much that like somebody can just cross a line or or would you guys ever cuz it seemed oh, like you guys no. your report I would observe you guys report and I was like Jesus Christ these guys are like fucking just I mean slingers back and forth. And I was like <laughs> I wonder if they ever somebody ever crosses the line and digs too deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like mean to on- be real for me like the only time that shit ever happened was regarding our mutual uh mission to stay sober you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. so because well, that was kind of part of our hang you yeah. know was we were yeah, doing well, that didn't, together d- didn't like a manager or something put you with him yeah yeah we got sober in the within yeah. the week of each other and we had the same manager and so it was his idea to go like why don't you guys fucking do the road together? you guys each other out of trouble help and each other out yeah, yeah that yeah. was like the coolest like because you know he was fucking geraldo he was like yeah, my favorite right. too so it was yeah. like, yes that would more be like, amazing yeah more like him just looking at you like please keep yeah. my guy <laughs> right yeah well so so yeah so for me it was like like we came at it from different like you know I was going nowhere in my career, and he was Geraldo, and right, so yeah. the opportunity to simultaneously get sober and get my shit together, and now like this is tangible proof that I'm that my sobriety is paying off. Yeah. Now I'm on the road yeah. with Greg. Like, yeah. so you know, for me it was like a much easier, but for him, you know, it was just like, well, great, I gotta fucking tow this <laughs> newly sober fucking goofball around the road. Mark you know, Curry like, told me about yeah, him. yeah, 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 exactly. Right. <laughs> He's gonna cock block me at every turn. Uh, but you guys bonded immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah, well, because we'd gotten drunk together. We'd been like the last men standing at bars before. Like, right. but mm-hmm. we were, you know, our priority was really to get drunk. So, like, yeah. we talked a couple times. But yeah, then we just kind of hit it off when we started on the road together, and then it just became easy. And then we started like writing together, like the roasts and shit. And, yeah, and, and that's and how that. you got involved with them. Yeah, yeah. That it gave me my whole writing career was working Fuck for him because like the street cred of like writing for him right, really means always, a lot in the comedy dude, world. He, he always had set of the night. Oh yeah, always. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he yeah. was absolutely and that's why, great. So. That's why they put him up first because yeah. they knew like, all right, this is the standard that we're gonna set. Right. And and he, and people and people can be like, holy shit! If if the guy, no offense to casual comedy fans, but if if the guy who I don't know who who, who he is just crushed that hard, yeah. What the fuck is the rest of this roast gonna be? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, and so, so wait. So you guys are are at what point does he go? You know what? You're fucking quick as fuck, and you should. Right with me for the roast or right on the roast? What is he? Yeah, well, basically, it was just we were on the road and he had to do the flavor flavor roast. And he was like, mm-hmm. dude, I got to fucking write all these jokes. You know, if you have any, please you know, if you think of anything. Please tell me you wrote the iced tea. The first I did. Thing you- the fucking fossil joke? Yeah. yeah. The first thing you bought with your Holy record money shit. was your freedom. That was in that, that <laughs> yes! specifically. That's one of my favorite roast oh, jokes thank you. of all time. Yeah, thank dude. you. That specifically, oh. that that joke. And I wrote a lot of those jokes. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the because first, you're sold, the first thing you bought with your, your record deal money was your freedom. Yeah, <laughs> that's Thanks, unbelievable. Comedy Central did a top ten best roast jokes of all yes. time, and that was number seven. Yeah, I also, buddy. I also wrote number two, what? two and seven. Which what was, was number two? Number two was uh, at the time it was topical, and it was uh, Lisa Lampanelli uh, is a lot like that octo mom. She hasn't had eight babies, but she has had eighty fingers inside her at the same time. So, Dude, uh, he that that was what he crossed. I remember which roast that was because he laid into her. Which one was that? That was the cable guy roast. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Uh-huh. Where he just fucking lost it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, "How are you so famous?" Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was not written. That was like spontaneous. Yeah. And that was. <laughs> or why are you so popular? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was that was um, his frustration. Like, but God, that, that's just that, just the fact that you wrote that. 
that joke. Oh, thanks, so, man. That, that's so cool. So then you what, yeah. you write a bunch in your so hotel I brought, room. So like, I took it real seriously because I love the roast. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, fuck. I, like, Opportunity. Gerardo just gave me this chance to like write some jokes for the roast. How fucking cool would that be to get a joke on the roast? Mm-hmm. So I wrote him like a ton of shit. And like, so the next time I showed up with like a fucking professional binder full of like <laughs> – you know, racist jokes. I was like, does any of these work so, you? Man, yeah. anyone were to read this and not oh, know what dude. I was doing. Well, that's the thing. I was like the more mercenary. I was because mm-hmm. I'm not the one who had to say it. So, yeah, right. So like he I to him, I was like this fucking soulless monster. Like he was like, what the fuck, dude? Like some of the jokes I wrote, he was like, you can't. <laughs> no one can say that into a micro. What the fuck are you thinking? Would you kind of coach me? Like, no, if you say it like this, I think it could. Well, work, I or- did. I argued a couple. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, but that was like later down the road, sure. like after we'd written together for years. There were a couple of times where I successfully argued, like, do this fucking joke, even though you didn't want to do it. But that was after we'd established, yeah, that, some like, and all that. Yeah, but uh, and I feel like I can't remember. One of them ate shit, and <laughs> then the other one did really well. Oh, the one I know—the one that did. I, it's convenient that I don't remember the one that ate shit. And I remember the one that did. Uh, well. I don't remember the one that ate shit. Yeah, Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, what the fuck was the one that ate shit? Ah, I, don't I focus on that. Anyway, one. the one that did well—it was a thing at the time that it happened right there. It was at Hasselhoff. He was—he yeah. was sitting on a lifeguard chair. Yeah. Right. And so, and Pam Anderson was there. So yes. it was like, oh, like, we're sitting on a lifeguard chair because that's what you're most known for. I guess when we roasted Pam. She should have been sitting on a dick, right? <laughs> That and was improv. Was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I no, oh. like I wrote that there on the at the roast. Oh, because I was could like, you be there backstage. Yeah, because like, I was there backstage, and I was like, do oh, that wow. fucking joke. And he was like, I, don't, I already have the set, and I was like, do the fucking. Oh, that shit crushed. Yeah, and so he opened with it, and it went well. So anyway, well, he opened with a joke that you had just written. Yeah. there in the moment, which yeah. uh, for those of you who don't do stand up. That, that's like rule number one: don't do that. Well, like, yes, don't open. Yes, with, don't absolutely. open with the joke you just wrote. Yeah, and are yeah, so yeah, excited yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It's the common but mistake fairness, we all we all make. This is something I always admired about Greg a lot: is yeah. that Greg never did those. Like the, the first time, uh, the roast was the first time he basically said them in front of anybody. Like awesome. Like oh, you he know, wouldn't work. Like a lot of guys nowadays, they work out their roast set at yeah. clubs and shit. He yeah. hated that. He thought that was the lamest. You know, and I feel like he would have. He was really like real purist about shit, and I feel like he would have benefited a little bit more from having a little more. Hey, look at me, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he like so resented guys who did the like. Hey, I'm over here. Look at me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he never did that. But I feel wow. like, you know, if he'd gone up and done the set at clubs, like the running joke, maybe like he would have gotten more well known for those, and the running joke wouldn't always be like, oh, and this. Poor Puerto yeah. Rican bastard. Nobody knows. But also, know? maybe he would have heard jokes. He would have like not enjoyed certain jokes because yeah, he would have done them too much. Or so yeah. So like this was literally the first time he ever did any of them. Was the night of the thing. No, that's shit. amazing. I mean, yeah. yeah, that and like Greg would always be fearless like that. I mean, I know him as the guy that in his special. Call, oh yeah, calls out the guy for being asleep. Yeah, yeah, that's I was there. My... I opened for him for that special. Oh, it was the greatest. Is. I was. I remember. Like, it's funny because I've seen the special, but I was like on the balcony. I was looking down at that guy, and I was like, "What a fucking doofus that guy yeah. is!" Yeah. Oh, before sleeping. he started talking. Yeah, about yeah, uh huh, yeah. So because then... he was sleeping during my thing too, <laughs> but I was like, "It's <laughs> not my special. I'm not going to say yeah, anything." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Which, is, which is good on you, by the way, because that's like a you're like well, yeah. you might want that, right? Like, in- well, to be honest with you, this is another problem. But like at the time, they were, were going to give me that ten minutes. Like that would have been the most amazing ten minute clip. 
Oh, no shit. You know, like from a three-camera shoot or whatever. Right, yeah, right, right. But then fucking Greg died, and he owed them a shit ton of money, and then that got tied up and whatever. So I never fucking got that clip. Oh, what? So somewhere there's like a fucking yeah. great three-camera shoot of me uh, doing 10 minutes that I'll never see. Yeah, because you didn't want to call and be like, hey, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know your yeah, guy yeah. just died and yeah. my friend died, but can I get right. the clip? Yeah, exactly. So, oh, yeah, well. shit. Anyway, what is your what is your rule of thumb usually in shows when shit like that happens? Like, do you like to call attention to like stuff like that, or, or like dealing oh. with hecklers, or with um? Just, I mean, how often will you stop your momentum to like call attention to something in the show? Oh, I usually well, I like my favorite thing to do is to do that in advance. Like, I sit in the back of the room, like that Hasselhoff uh, dick chair yeah. joke. Like, that's what I do is I sit in the back of the room and I just look at all the goofy shit that's going on in this room and yeah. like who's a goofball and whatever yeah. and then i go up and i do that all right off the bat like right away i mm-hmm. just start dicking on the venue and all that bullshit and yeah, like right, how right, silly right. this room is and why is that guy dressed like that yeah and then that i feel like that really like centers everybody like connects oh, the room yeah and yeah and also because like oh yeah he's right i didn't notice that that light bulb's been burnt out the whole fucking night you know and then i point that out and it's like oh shit i've been in this room so it kind of like it's a reason to listen to me yeah because like i just yeah. i just showed them a magic trick in a way like like i just pointed out a thing you didn't notice and it's really it's funny right. cause that it's been in front of your face the whole time yeah uh, so I, then they trust yeah. me enough to like if they don't know me to like you know fucking yeah go with that me. yeah and i've noticed that with a lot of times when you do that for an audience, now they're sort of like, oh, we need to pay attention because if we yeah. don't, yeah. he's going to shit on me the same yeah. way he just shit on everything in the room. Where oh, he just totally. came out guns blazing. Like, yeah, <clears throat> it, like this is what I'm capable of. Yeah, but usually I don't fuck with people during the show unless they do it with me. You know, right. like I try not to, but uh, just because like I wrote fucking jokes, like people would rather like that's what I'm good and at. So why wouldn't I? Yeah, and you're really good at oh, writing well, thank jokes. You. When Thanks, you write, do, nice do you, you. yeah, you're incredible. Um, when you write, a sh- go ahead. No, but but there was one time I was in Edmonton, Canada, yeah. and I was doing a show, and there was this woman who was just fucking awful, and she had like a teenage son and a, and her husband. And she just kept, it was like, she was just automatically, she just like hated me because I was an American, right? Which a lot of Canadians have. I'm married to a Canadian, so fucking trust me, I know. (laughs) There's like this unbelievable superiority and inferiority complex at the exact same time going at full throttle. Yeah, it's like we're better than you, but no one knows that. Yes, that's exactly what I always say is like, we are so much better than you, and why don't you give a shit? You know what I'm saying? Which like by, by definition is the... It's a superiority, inferiority. Because yeah. if you were better than us, you wouldn't give a shit that we don't care that you're right. Right. So the point is, is that so every time I start a joke, she starts like she snipes at me. She just says something cunty about me being an American, right, or whatever. And I just let it go for the whole show. Because the other thing that Canadians are is they're like super polite and they're mortified <laughs> if anybody, if it's perceived that anyone knows that they don't like Americans. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they like to keep that their little fucking quiet secret. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. they would never publicly admit like, oh yeah, Americans suck. You know, like, right. but between them, they're always like, oh fuck America. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> so this fucking lady is like, first of all, like outing their fucking fun party trick. And then right. secondly, like being shitty out loud to me and it's rude and what. So I let it go for like 40 minutes, like almost the whole show. And I never do this on stage usually, but I actually, at some point I gave her enough rope that I asked her a couple questions mm-hmm. and then she said something. And then I said something. And then I found out she's not even from this town. Like she's from Toronto and she's visiting or whatever. And I was like, so you are a guest in this town, just like I am. And you've been a fucking dumb cunt this whole show. <laughs> and the whole fucking crowd exploded. Right. And sure. she fucking picks up her shit and storms out like I've never actually like angrily called a woman a cunt on stage right? Yeah. except for this lady 
and she fucking takes off, and her fucking husband and son stay there. Yeah. And watch me as a show. And then afterwards, they fucking came up to me and shook my hand and bought my CD. Ah, so, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I called this fucking kid's and this mom. lady, this dude's wife, a cunt to their face, and they thanked me for it. So, anyway. Wow. Yeah, it was that, great. That's got, oh, oh man. God, those. And also, there's one more, and I want to direct all of our listeners to look up this video. There's a video of you, and I think it's at Crackers in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that stupid, terrible brick wall that everybody makes fun of. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and based in, I'll kind of summarize, but you've got to watch the video. Uh, you're doing a joke about how some, uh, like Donald Sutherland and Jack Nicholson, they just got so old in this business that now they just play people that are yeah. about to die. Yeah, like, I just think that's like, a funny premise, yeah. and I'll, I'll let you get back to it. But just yeah. the gist of the oh, premise, sure. yeah, it, 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 it's is your story. That so. like old people, like when, and there's a weird age you get to as an actor where the only roles you get are guy who looks old enough to die of old age. You know what I mean? <laughs> that has to be scary to you, oh, like yeah. as a human being, to like really wreck, right. like wrap your mind around your own mortality. Yeah. To go, the only reason I got this part is because if I sat down at a chair and didn't wake up, everybody would be like, yeah, fucking of course, because <laughs> you look so terrible. You know what I mean? So, like, that's got to fuck with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's the gist of the joke. So, yeah, go back and, to and, your... then, and then, like, you're, you're talking about people that look old enough to just die yeah. without any reason. Right. Just old age death. And th- th- this woman just yells out, it's... It's her 50th birthday. Yeah. You're like, yeah. why did you choose this moment? Yes. Yeah. yeah, this fucking dumb woman just pipes up and goes, it's her birthday. Like, she wanted me to acknowledge her birthday. And I was, I just pointed out, like, isn't that an odd time to point that out during my dying of old age chunk to remind everybody that she's a half a century old? Like, what a weird time to bring that oh, up. Oh, so. such a great fucking video. Yeah. But, oh, thanks, man. And, I appreciate and, that. Well, I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think all comics kind of get excited for great heckler yeah 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 yeah. and there i feel like it's too inundated you know there's too many terrible ones you know so like you know it's like you know heckler owns whatever but people but i've seen your one yours is great the one with the black guy oh yeah yeah that was a really good one so but they are few and far between you know because the rest of the time it's just some fucking like open micer in tulsa yeah and the guys the guy like dropped the bottle and the guy goes well this guy's fucked up yeah yeah and then the guy goes huh he goes huh that's right. what you sound like. Yeah, and, and then it's he just like, races home to yeah. put it on YouTube. Like, just, Heckler gets home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Ah. It's like it, it, okay, when it's from, it's like, we can tell it's from your YouTube yeah, account. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it says, yeah. like, yeah. Jerry Comic 24. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, funny just, Jerry, and it's like, Comic totally destroys <laughs> Heckler. Yeah, that's what I said. Come like, on, the way I, because I put it up myself, because I thought it was a fun, because yes. the point is that bit never really works well. <laughs> like, I think that's a funny <laughs> yeah. point about old premise. actors. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten that joke to work right and then it was great that i that lady stepped in shit right in the middle of my joke and i was able to kind of like oh great now i can put it out there because i think the premise is funny and then it has a great payoff because this dumb broad starts shouting during my joke so it's like now i don't have to do that joke anymore because i kind of cheated and figured out a way to make it work right is there a um do you have a like how many times like you said you love that joke like when you write something like that that you really love do you give yourself a I don't know, a time frame to go like, all right, I'm going to work this at this many cities or anything. Oh, just- man. Like, this is, I've said this to so many, like, younger comics and whatever. Like, my advice always is, like, if you, like, you two are professional fucking comedians. It yeah. is a fact that you're funny. You <laughs> have been paid to be amusing. It's a proven fact. You're funny guys. All right. So if you're a funny person... Agree, disagree, but okay. Then everything... <laughs> things that you think are funny are yeah. funny. Yeah. You're right, right? Like, so it's just... 
there's a ch- you're not ready to do it yet. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're just your comedic voice hasn't caught up to your time. Like there's so many jokes in 19 years that I wrote two years into comedy that I tried and they fucking ate shit. And then I put them away for a year and then I tried it again and it ate shit. And then mm. I put it away and I tried it two years later and it ate shit. And then I put it away. And I tried it three years after that, and it fucking ate shit. And then I tried it three years ago, and it is a fucking closer. You know what I mean? And it's wow. literally just because I'm right. That's funny. Yeah. I'm just not ready to do that joke yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I never throw anything away because I always know someday I'll figure it out. You know? I'll just figure it late. I mean, that's you know brilliant. What? Yeah. And that's true. Uh, I think of how I closed my last special. Uh, how I closed my last special was jokes about my dad and when he and when he fought cancer. Right. And it's like... For a year and a half after the event happened, I, I tried, yeah. failed, and yeah, yeah. It, it took like it, it took a good year and a half, almost two years, for me to finally figure out how to make that funny and not get the entire audience to get depressed. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. You were too close to it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, yeah, I've always felt that. Like it, Chris Rock said something amazing in that. Uh, it really, it was like such an eye-opening thing in that that one thing he did with uh, Seinfeld and talking uh, funny yeah. with Louis him and, and Louis Gervais. and Ricky Gervais. So right. And so the four of them are talking comedy, and Chris Rock said this thing. Oh, it was he was retaliating because Louis was making fun of the fact that Chris Rock restates the premise over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, which you know, he's just do. like. Yeah, he's just women like, be shopping. Yeah, he'll say that yeah. same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, just beat the fucking premise into people. Mm-hmm. And he says he does that because a lot of times he sees comics that have this great joke. It's just they're not setting up the premise right, so the audience doesn't see it the way they see it. They're not. They're not. They didn't get all the way. Like you've been thinking about it, they haven't. Okay. So you really need to give them all the information they're gonna need to see it the way you see it, so that. You, so that's why he keeps reminding everybody yeah. of like what we're talking about here, so that when he does the punchline, everyone is exactly in Maximum his headspace, potential right? to, to deliver it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's half the problem with a lot of these fucking jokes that I have tried to make work that I that don't work is is that I'm just not getting people to see exactly why I think it's funny that Jack Nicholson now only gets <laughs> roles because his heart looks like it's going to explode. About you know I mean? Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bucket list. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just old man who dies for yeah. no reason. Uh, you know? Hey, he's fucking not- Donald Sutherland, every role he does now is just like an old man who dies of old age. You know? <laughs> Morgan Freeman, Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, like- yeah, exactly, right. That's got to fuck with you because, like, you know, fucking... <laughs> You know, they yeah, were like they're 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 not going to Zac Efron and being like, you know what, you're you look like you could die. Yeah, like, like no, if like, if, if, if Zac Efron died without causing a movie, there'd have to be twenty minutes in terms of an investigation about why he died. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah like Jack Nicholson's like, I used to get fucking scripts to be a pirate. Now, like every role I get <laughs> is me just being Papap who doesn't wake up from a nap. Like that's. Pap Ab Snap. Yeah, it's gotta be so upsetting. I mean, you know? I can't wait to see Jack Nelson and Pap Ab Snap. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a great movie. This summer. Yeah, Adam Sandler's already written that four times. <laughs> hey um, God, why am I here? Well, you went to sleep. <laughs> That's a really good impression. Yeah. That's Jack. Everyone could do it, Jack. Still, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. thank you, sir. Well, all right. Um, four impressions. I'm yeah. up to four. Fuck yeah. yeah. Sweet. Can I tell you a story about? I was telling you about what a great, and I don't what a box you, but no. what a great, what a pleasant MC you were to work with. Back oh, really? In the day. Yeah. Uh huh. <clears throat> Please tell me. I was going to tell you the worst MC I ever worked with story because it's funny. I think. I got well, it. Real quick, too. A guy named Brad Williams. No. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> he was so damn small. Wait, I want to hear, though, when you guys, because 
<clears throat> I regretted like after I you know gotten enough rapport with you guys, and then uh, remember on Halloween there was I think three shows still or something. I remember there was a reason that that they, was over Halloween weekend. Oh, no, yeah, and oh, they, okay. cut, they cut one of the shows. That's what it is. It was a seven and a nine. And right, they cut the nine. I remember Greg going off about cutting the nine show because he was like, "You fucking adults need to go out and dress up." And oh, like, right. yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? It was amazing. <laughs> Just berating the people that were there at seven, being like, "Yeah, we apparently we're not doing a nine o'clock because you fucking." I gotta put on my my uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. costume and be ba- uh, you know Betty Boop or whatever. <laughs> but so then you it's guys, so I was trying to get you guys to come up to West Hollywood with me, but you guys were gonna go around the spectrum. I think go to Dave and Buster's or something. Yeah, and I, I left, yeah. and I was like, it's a great like the, the Santa Monica parade and the party. And in my head, I left, and I was like, they're not coming up. Why would you drive all the way up to Hollywood? Yeah, I think it was the distance. Well, also that it was just like that seems like a, a minefield of temptation that would have been a disaster. A thousand yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I'm curious. Especially like, on the sluttiest night of the year. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, you know what? Like, Greg when, was like trying yeah. to fucking yeah. be a when you have girls that had, guy. Yeah, when you have yeah. girls that like have two bow ties yeah. on, on, on their nipples right. and they're like, what's your costume? Conjoin twins in a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know where the but fuck so, that uh, came from. So you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. great, great costume. But, sure. but you, were, you were saying, whatever it worked. You guys, like, like, uh, like, what did you have? Like, after all the MCs you've had, like, was there a moment when you guys were like, uh, "Oh, all right, well, this guy's not totally terrible." Like, when you're watching the about you, yeah, yeah, no, I think we just immediately liked you. You know, like you weren't like needy, and you seemed like right. a good dude, and you fucking pulled your weight. Like right. people thought you were funny, funny enough, and you weren't doing bullshit. You right. know, like so it was like, all right, this guy's cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Who's the worst MC? Though? Yeah, well, this I wasn't with Geraldo, but I yeah. think it's just a fun story to to sure. tell other comics. But uh, so I was in this club in Rochester, Minnesota, called uh, Goonies. Have you guys ever heard of it? Oh man, I want to, it's, and I want to play it. It's really great. Like it's it's a dumb B room. Are but you required it's really to do great. the truffle shuffle at the end of every set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a reference to the movie? I haven't yeah. seen the movie since I was a child. I don't remember. Chunk, sorry, but... the fat kid. He does. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. Isn't yeah. that? Isn't he like a famous guy? Or isn't he's he a like lawyer a... now. Oh, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, he's a lawyer now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the point is, yeah. is that so Goonies is literally across the street from the Mayo Clinic, right? Which is where just fucking right. everybody from all over the world fucking comes for, for a hail mary before they die. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because right, it's like one of the best hospitals in the world, right? Whoa. So the point is, is that most of the people who come to that show are people from somewhere else who uh, are just watching some fucking yeah. dad or grandparent waste away. And, and they need a and laugh. And then they come over to the club. So the shows right. are fucking great. Like, you can't fuck them up. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah, because when people are that desperate yeah, to they laugh, just like, they it's want like, to kind so of feels, bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, not to be corny about it, but it feels like kind of more important than ordinary stand-up because yep. it's like, yeah. oh, like, I feel like I'm affecting change in someone's life positively. It's right? Amazing. Like, it's that corny yeah. bullshit where it's like, oh, I... Laughter, Megan, whatever. It right? is the best medicine. Yeah, yeah. So. I'll say it. <laughs> it's like, no, I think the Mayo Clinic yeah. is right yeah, there. The Mayo Clinic has better right. medicine. Nope. Yeah, penicillin is a pretty good medicine for one. Nope. These punchlines. Uh, so, uh, as some sort of uh, anti venom is a pretty good medicine, right? I'm not gonna fucking joke my way out of a fucking rattlesnake bite. So, I, I would go with anti venom. Well, but the point is. So they're like a super great. Sometimes they like hug you after the show. Like it's a wow. real great, right? Yeah. And I used to do it for like annually for a couple of years when I was like just doing shit in the Midwest all the time. And so uh, I went up there and uh, this one time the MC, the feature act was great. And I don't remember his name, but he was like a good dude. And then the MC was, it was literally his first, second week, right, ever as a comic. But and when you're up in those small towns, when you're two weeks in, you're the veteran. Yeah, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. He was a blind guy, oh but he was also an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, so, 
Look, no. here's the thing. Not all, not every handicapped person is an inspiration. You know what I mean? Some. Why of them, are you locking eyes with me at this point? I'm, because you have the pass in your car and you, you get free shit. But some of them are just dumb people on yeah. top of yes. being a handicapped yes. person. Yes. And that's yes. this Agreed. guy, this fucking guy. I swear to God, I was. We would sit there. He he fucked up. Everything you could possibly fuck up, and then things we didn't even occur to us you could fuck up. You know <laughs> oh what I mean? Like, God. like just for example, uh, he would uh, he would st- sit in the back at a table with us, the other two comics, yeah. and then he would be absolutely astounded every time the show was starting. Like it was news to him. Like so that goofy fucking comedy club music, like yeah. the curly shuffle or whatever bullshit would start playing. <laughs> And he was not prepared, which well, you, I to, think, need to set yourself. To be fair, he can't look down at his watch and go, all right, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, like, if you have some kind of disability, I think you make yeah. a preparation, sure, especially sure, if you're sure. going to be on stage for the second time of your life, like, or yeah. fifth time, you whatever. You set an alarm, like. Yeah, whatever the fuck you do, yeah. like, you just go, be aware of the. Yes. Right. But so, anyway, so every single time the fucking dumb music would kick up and you're like the jock jam CD, he would go, like, Y'all ready oh. for this? Yeah, yeah. And he would go, Oh shit, right? And he'd grab his cane and jump up and smash into this wall. There was a wall right here and he would just, like that, right? Just bam into the, and he would like, Oh fuck that wall, right? Four shows in a row, same wall, exact same thing. And it got to the point where it's like, I'm not going to tell him because, like, I don't know what it's like to be blind, but you should fucking know that wall's there right now. Like, why isn't muscle memory kicked in to go, like, wait a minute, when I go right, there's a wall there. Like, he never, he never learned that. He would just, bam, every show, smashing that fucking wall. I would pay my last week's paycheck to get that security cam footage. Yeah, every goddamn show. Splice it together. So then, which is even sillier. Do you think he was doing it as a bit to entertain you guys? No, no, he wasn't entertaining at any level. Because you know, so that so that would be too advanced for him. So just to watch a blind guy and then his cane falls, he's like this fucking jock jam playing while he's scrambling, scrambling to get it and then run up on the stage. And then he fucked up literally everything he could fuck up. Like, just MC, like, 101 shit. Like, he would say your name first and then ramble for four minutes. Right. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, and Br- Brad Williams is a comedian, Brad and he's going to be great. And I think you guys are going to like him. And, uh, you know, he's been on TV. And, uh, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy what he does. And so uh, we're looking forward to it. And then, so you never know, like, when to get on stage. You're like, just right. fucking stop talking so I can. So you're just standing there on the edge of the stage like a doofus, you know? Because, yeah. like, you know, and he doesn't know you're there either. So, like, no. he can't. Like, oh, he's right here. I'll just wrap it up and, and go. The so you entire just, audience yeah, is so looking at you. rambling while you're just standing yeah. there like an idiot, right? And then, and then the other thing he would do, he would do uh, jokes in your intro, you know, like during your credits or whatever. You yeah, know? He would go like, whatever. He'd go like, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, Adam Ray has been uh, seen on uh, At Midnight. Here's an interesting thing about At Midnight. I don't know if you guys have ever observed <laughs> this, but he would do that in the yeah. middle of a fucking year where it's like, no, 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 the time for you to do dumb jokes is done. <laughs> Like, now you just bring the guy up, but he would, so, like, then you'd be standing there for a minute while he bombed, like, just standing on the edge joke. of the stage, He bombed right? your credits. Yeah. yeah, he would fucking bomb during my credits. So wow, then, that is a new level. Yeah. So then he would do that shit, and then uh, I would, eventually, I'd go, so the headliner would get off. After I got off, he would come back up and do 10 more minutes of stand-up, right? Like, oh. the show's over. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to, it's not an ego thing. It's just, like, the headliner done. is done. The show's done. You've right. already paid your checks. Yeah, and that people are putting their coats on, and he's still doing fucking dumb jokes, right? Like, and he didn't have; he was bad. Whatever. No, no one wants to see the guitar tech come in and tune the guitar. Yeah. after ACDC. Gets yeah, yeah, off yeah, stage. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey so. guys, no, I got a couple. You 
more E chords to play. Right, exactly. Cool. And I appreciate it. I don't think it went unnoticed that you compared me to ACDC in that joke. Yeah, hey, that's awesome. No problem, Thanks. man. Yeah. Well, you are. Well, so, hey, you, you might. I, I, think, I think you're the first guy on this podcast who has ever written on the Oscars. Oh, thanks. That's yeah, nice, dude. I, that's... Am, I am an adult man wearing shorts. So, <laughs> and that's very like ACDC. I'm a big fan of cargo um, shorts. Yeah. All right, so anyway, me too. So yeah. many pockets. Our, I don't know why people are shitty about gave me such a hard time at the Moon Tower Festival about wearing them. Why wouldn't you? There's more pockets. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to carry more things? In, Thank you. It's for survival, and, yeah, right? Dude. Like, and I am more equipped not, to survive. And I have, it's not a fanny pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, the, people who make fun of cars, fuck them. You're not, <laughs> you're not wrong, Dale. Thank you. Anyway, but you're also, I'm a 38-year-old man with an earring, so what the fuck do I know? Oh, you know a lot. So. Hey, Harrison Ford is a 72-year-old guy with an yeah, earring, right. and he was Han fucking and Solo. He's real cool. <laughs> he's real cool. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so uh, so here's the thing. So Dan, there's one show where he uh, goes to bring me up, and he just rambles for five minutes like he does, sure. and I stand there like an idiot on the edge of the stage. And then finally, he's done with his like. So here he is, and I think you guys are gonna like him. So Jesse Joyce is coming up, and uh, so here he comes, right? And so I fucking come up, and I I grab the mic, and I'm like, hey, thanks everybody. And then I launch him, and he's right here, oh, no. and it's like a stage. It's a high stage. It's oh, about like no. this high, as high as this table. It's a good two and a half, three oh, no. feet off the ground. He just pitches face forward <laughs> off the stage, just boom like that, right? Just falls face first, <laughs> fucking into somebody's martini glass, just bam, right? And and his fucking dumb cane scatters out into the crowd, right? So like it's elsewhere now. Like a rock skipping in the fucking yeah, creek. yeah, exactly, right? So the cane's elsewhere, and then he bolts up, and his head's bleeding, and he's like, "I'm okay," right? And and and, and now everybody who's just spent the last fucking two days holding the dying hand of their grandpa, right, has to watch this fucking crippled kid bleed to death. In front of them, right? It's it's the most hor- horrifying and traumatic thing these people could get. They just wanted to come in and forget about their problems, and now there's a guy bleeding to death in front of them, right? So like, oh my god! Right? So fuck it. A couple audience members pick him up and help him off to the back, and some other guy brings over his cane. This whole thing takes like four minutes to get this guy out of the fucking light in front yeah. of the stage, and I'm just standing there like an asshole. Just You're not like, doing material. I, no, of course not. I'm just standing there like, oh, I hope somebody gets cane. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. It's just a disaster, right? <laughs> so it takes me fucking at least 10 minutes to get them settled and back in shape to fucking pay attention to comedy and forget that fiasco, right, or whatever. So then I used to do this closer. I don't even know if I was doing it at the time. Did I used to do the nail gun joke about the construction worker who killed himself with a nail gun? I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, that sounds Because I might really have stopped familiar. doing that by all, the time we were All I know out. is when you Google your name, it's uh-huh. the third thing that pops up. Oh, really? The yeah. nail gun joke? Yeah. Oh, no shit. It was oh, okay. 2000, like, I want to say 10 when we... Yeah, I don't know if I was okay. doing it then. But yeah. the point is, either way, it's a true story about this guy. And I'm not doing the joke, but I'll just tell you this bit. Right. Uh, he, was doing, he was working at a construction site, and he cut off his hand with a circular saw. And then that he was so out of his mind upset about it that he picked up a nail gun yeah. and tried to kill himself with it. And he shot 12 nails into his head. And then he didn't die, right? And oh my, my whole God. point was that that's not an Uzi. Those are 12 individual decisions that you had to make on your way. Like, why didn't at four you go, like, I'm going to fucking <laughs> try Fuck. a rope or go to a hospital, right? But or, no, I'm, kept... or I'm working construction, so I imagine there's a roof somewhere you could yeah. chuck yourself Yeah, off he of. kept firing nails all the way through 12, right? So, oh and so then I, and, and, uh, so then I would do this act out, right? And, yeah. like, where I would actually act out how long it would actually take a person, <laughs> like, the actual thought process of shooting 12 fucking yeah. individual nails into your brain, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And that would always get a big laugh. It was a closer. And a lot of times, if it was a really good crowd, it would get an applause break because it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It was act out, right? And it was a funny thing. And act outs always do well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I get an applause break on this fucking nail gun bit. But I have three like crucial punchlines at the end to call back to it and tie it together, wrap it up in a nice little bow and get the fuck off stage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's how my closer works. It's yeah. like, so then, because the real punch, so they just laugh at the closer, the, the, the applause break, and then I reveal the piece of information that I kept from them, which is the fact that the truth of the story is that they went to the hospital and they were able to reattach the guy's hand, but they couldn't remove all the nails from his head. <laughs> So now he still has nails in it. So I, what, anyway, the whole gist of the joke is that oh, we're going to get a plaque and hang it from his head that says I'm the biggest dick in the world because he has a nail in his head. Whatever. So that was the joke. And it, I need those punchlines to get yeah. out so yeah. I can get off stage and say goodnight, thank you. Right. Yeah. And so the point is I do the act out part, gets a big applause break, huge round of applause. That fucking dipshit just hears people applauding, assumes that I'm done yeah. and just climbs up on stage and tries to grab the mic from me. Right. <laughs> So now I'm like wrestling with a blind guy <laughs> on stage where I'm like, no, no, I'm not done with the joke. I still have more of the joke. So don't. And, and by the way, he's got a big fucking bandage around his head with like a red, like a red badge of courage. So that he's wearing, right? it's almost like, like this is what the guy looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this cartoonish, like mash style head injury that he has. You know what I mean? So like this turban with a red fucking blood stain in the middle of it. So here's the thing. He doesn't want to risk falling back off the stage again. So he's not going anywhere. So, yeah. like, he just fucking stands there next to me while I phone in my last three dumb punchlines with just staring out into the space of his fucking stupid milky eyes. Just standing there with his fucking dumb cane while I'm like, Ugh, yes, they couldn't get out of the nails out of his head. So they fucking reattached his hand and whatever. Hang a nail with Black. a plaque. Mm-hmm. Good night, oh everybody. God. Whatever. And I just fucking put the mic back in the stand. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. And I just fucking, you know, sulk away. And then he grabs the mic and does 10 more minutes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my story. That's oh my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, that might so. be the funniest story I've ever heard on He's real podcast. bad. Brian and I both haven't laughed like that in a long time. <laughs> dude. Fucking A. It, the nerve to even, like, after all that, to keep going. Yeah. It almost yeah. would have been okay for you to be like, look, I need to get off on a big moment. I'm shoving yeah. you off the stage again. <laughs> Like, you fuck me, I'm fucking you. You're already wearing a bandage, so the blow's gonna be softened already. You got a little padding right there. It's not gonna hurt you that bad. Oh my oh, god. Man. Please, anyway. please like and that's that's something you can do to bring back oh. the nail gun joke is just tell that story. You know what, dude? It's fucking amazing. People have told me that, like, other comics have suggested that. I yeah. tried it, like, uh, maybe three different times in my life to yeah. do that joke on stage, and Comics have a much darker sensibility. Yeah, than regular. yeah we do. Of course. No one will ever up. be on board uh, blunt. a guy like me making fun of uh, saying that like not all handicapped people right. are, inspiring. are inspiring. That's an amazing premise, dude. I like, love that premise. Oh, my yeah. God. But I feel like it's really hard for me to do. That's one of those jokes where I'm thinking like someday I can figure out a way Maybe to pull off Maybe you got to do an this. inspiring handicap story that prefaces that. Yeah, I or guess. Some, some way to like, or maybe the tie in is that now, ironically enough, the guy who reattached his hand and like shot 12 nails into his head, now he's an inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's a hero. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he did that shit. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, so when I used to do that joke, I don't know if you guys ever had this happen to you before, but uh, like some predict, whatever, you know, like you have like two or three bits that really resonate with the crowd, no matter yeah. where they fall yeah, in your yeah, set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That people always come up and reference the same two or three jokes, yes. right. you know, whatever it, whatever time in your set you're doing those particular bit. When I was doing that nail gun joke, people would come up to me all the time after shows and then tell me some 
uh, horrific construction accident that befell their fucking oh, no. brother-in-law. <laughs> you know? oh, and it was like like some just horrible story about some fucking guy who like got his head cut off by a bulldozer. No. And it's like, no, like, do you understand? Like, I had the decency to fucking fill my story with punchlines to make it palatable. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it was always such a bummer. Like, I would be standing there, like, trying to sell my dumb CD, and, like, all these people would come up, like, I got one for you, and I knew it was coming, and they're just like, oh. my brother-in-law got his arm hacked in half. He's got three kids. I don't know what he's going to do. You know, it's like, right, <laughs> no punchline. Yeah, exactly. Of course right no punchline. It's just a fucking dumb guy who came to the show. <laughs> But they couldn't wait to tell me horrific construction accidents. This guy yeah. fell off a 10-story yeah, building, right. impaled on a stake in front of his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess ah! he, he was going to go that day and sign life insurance papers. Isn't that a fucking horrific tragedy? Enjoy your night. You know, it was like, why would you tell me that? Uh, oh, God, man. But, uh, there's a few um, more things we want to talk about. we got about 10 minutes left. You good? Yeah, you yeah I'm great. Sure. Um, uh, one of those, Brad uh, mentioned it about working with McFarlane uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that came about because of the from the McFarlane when he hosted the roast. Yeah, I mean, it's all like I can trace every fucking cool thing that ever happened to me back to Greg. You know, I mean, it was yeah. working with Greg on the roast got me grandfathered into the roast staff when I was when after he, that flavor flavor one. They no, I mean, I worked with Greg exclusively until, but oh. like it got to be this thing where I was like Greg's writing partner, and so the roast knew that and would like you know they started paying me and whatever like right. so it, and I would go to the roast and sit backstage with the writers and stuff but yeah. I was Greg's guy yeah uh, but so then when he died I got grandfathered into the right. staff you know so like I the first staff writing job I did was for the Trump roast or whatever and it was miserable future experience. president yeah, yeah. Donald Trump shut up stop <laughs> saying it it'll become real so real, real the, quick I gotta know though what? When, when you were at the roast for, when, and the situation uh, went up you were oh like, yeah was it as awkward live as it, it was, was on TV it was way worse they sweetened that like it was so it was such an uncomfortable know, bombing. The situation from the Jersey Shore did a, a quote unquote set yeah. and just bombed. Oh yeah, he ate shit. But the amazing thing was is that he ate shit harder than I've ever seen a person eat shit on a stage. And, and you saw the blind guy. Yeah, and I saw a blind guy almost get decapitated <laughs> by a wine glass. So uh, afterwards he walks off yeah. confidently. He walks off oh, and his man. manager who's just some fucking guinea dirtbag, you know, in like a tight t-shirt sure, and glasses, sure, sure. high fives him. Like, oh. yeah, fucking we did it. You know, because like in that world, there's like no such thing as bombing. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we did it. We got you on television for six minutes. Good right. enough. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, it's like you it's sat like, back and watched a girl get punched in the face and did absolutely nothing. But and it's like, all right. Yeah. Because like profile going up. It was so weird to see like, oh, yeah, it didn't matter if he did well or not. Like, right. that's not even the point. The point just is just he was there. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Wow. So anyway, but uh, but the point is, is that so it was a miserable thing trying to get like watch Larry King fuck up my jokes and stuff, you know, oh, and watch the situation ruin jokes oh, and shit like that. Yeah, so yeah. so that was no fun. And I complained about it. And my agent got involved and my manager and uh, basically made a decision like, oh, we got to get Jesse working with a specific guy again. Like, yeah. like the, what he really did well was. Him and Seth. Yeah. I mean, him and Greg right yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. So they basically worked it out where it was like, you write for Seth specifically. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was like a real cool. And then he really liked what I did. So you, you met with him first, right? I'm sure he wanted to like meet yeah. and Well, no, I did most of it from New York okay. when I was still living in New York. But I would send him just pages of jokes. And he was like, these are great or whatever. Awesome. And then, yeah, and then that day we hung out. 
And then basically he was like, dude, you're fucking good. I'll call you. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he did like a month later, he had to give a speech at Harvard and he called me. He was like, hey, can you fucking write some jokes for me? And so I did. And then after that, I was just like one of his joke writing guys. Like, what for, the fuck? Dude. And so I, for a long time, I just wrote jokes for Seth for stuff. And you know? so, I, I've heard from other people that know him that he's really particular. Oh, yeah. Like he's like he's like a lot of the times he would come in for those roasts. Or this is a story that I've heard. You mm-hmm. can probably back up if it's true or not. And he didn't want to accept jokes from the other writers. He's like, no, I've got my guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I have heard that, but I never appreciate because I was always one of his guys. So I was yeah, on the inside yeah, yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. but I mean, yeah, like when you're in the cool book with him, like you're in it, you know? Yeah, so like he kept reusing the same he, guys for a long time. So. And he remembers his does. friends. Like you yeah. hear about these stories, like uh, my buddy Ralph Garman, like he's in Family Guy. And, yeah. and because of that, uh, Seth gives him a part in every movie that he does. Yeah, in yeah, some yeah, way, yeah. shape, or form, Ralph gets a part. Yeah. And it's awesome. It, yeah. It's just great. He's a great that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, because to be honest, when, he, when it was announced that he got the Oscars, because, like, I wasn't – I was the only guy of his guys that wasn't on staff. You know, like, everyone mm-hmm. else was a family guy, dude. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that, to be honest. Like, that was the thing. I just didn't want to be on Family Guy. Like, not that I don't like the show. I just didn't – I'm a comic. And right. That's too many hours. Like yeah. it would impede. Yeah. I would not be able to do stand up and maintain a full time that kind of schedule yeah. with a show like that. So is it also like that type of? I mean, you know, there's just more, like with at midnight. I'm sure it's a different writers' room than it is. With, yeah, well, with at midnight, it's like we take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's it. Like, yeah. and then Thursday, Friday, we come in and do shit. But I could do that from a hotel. So you know, yeah. and it's it's all a big joke machine, and it's just comics doing the show, and I do the show a lot, and so as a result, it's a perfect avenue. Yeah, for right. a comic, it makes exact sense. It's it's only like an inch away from stand up, so yeah. it's a perfect gig for that. Like, yeah. the Family Guy doesn't necessarily help my stand up ever. You know, sure, like right. it's sure. a great show. I'm not saying anything negative about it. It's just, right, it's just not. Exactly I met with on the them. Avenue that you want to that you want to be at. Yeah, like I met with them, and they're like more or less. It was kind of like a hey, if you'd like to work here, and I was like, uh, I want to do stand up. Does that fit into what you guys do? And they're like, not really. And I was like, okay, but well, thank you. Yeah, you know, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, great it was show, awesome. Yeah, yeah, just not just not for me. So, but the point is, is that so I was like the only guy who wasn't on the staff. So I figured when he got the Oscar. There would be this thing where I would like he would just give me whatever a couple grand under the table to write him yeah. Oscar jokes. Mm-hmm. But then I got a call from the Oscars like they're like we're putting you on stat like so like I got the credit for doing it was a cool thing that he because he didn't have to do that you yeah. know what I mean that's cool. so yeah he's a good dude is, is, it, is it hard to write because like, like you know the Oscars like that's you can't go that right. offensive you got to be pretty vanilla for that you know what though I feel like that specific oscars was kind of one of the tipping points that got us to where we are now you know yeah like that boobs uh, song and all that shit like the shit that like the the fucking backlash for that i feel like that wasn't that wasn't happening as much before that you know so i feel like we just went in and we're like well i'm gonna wait especially me like it's not my job to find out where the line is i'm just gonna write jokes right and then you you kind of like the same thing you did with greg where it's like i'm not yeah yeah you're the one who has (laughs) to say it so like i'm just gonna give you options i will go real edgy and then if that works for you go ahead yeah Yeah. so i wrote the lincoln assassination joke which i was super proud (laughs) it did bombed but i thought it was great and my dad was in an elevator the next day, and some lady was bitching about it. Was like, "Can you believe you know the yeah. uh, the Lincoln assassinate or whatever?" Yeah. And my dad was very. It was like the first time my dad was like, "Oh, I get what it does." 
Now, was he like proud of that? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was very proud of it, especially because it's like I brought up the Lincoln assassin because my dad's a big history dork. So like the fact that nice pulled that. I got John Wilkes Booth to trend worldwide on Twitter because of that joke. Come on, who who else can say that? Where are you at now, Kresgen? (laughs) Or John Wilkes Booth? (laughs) Right? I mean, I'm sure the Uh, family of John Wilkes Booth is very very happy for you. I think they all changed their names. Uh, Actually, did you know his brother was a famous actor? It like ruined his career. Like what? you think? There's a statue of Edwin Booth in New York City. There, there's a the, one of the Broadway theaters, one of the big ones that has like I don't know what's playing there right at the moment, but it's probably like Book of Mormon or something. Like, yeah, the, one of the theaters. Oh, it's shit. called the Booth Theater. It's named after Edwin Booth, who was oh I John Wilkes Booth's just, brother. I actually just saw a show there three weeks ago. What'd you uh, see? The American Psycho Musical. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's the Booth. That's named after Which John is... Wilkes Booth's brother. No shit. Yeah, and it fucking ruined his career. Like, and then the it... fact that people go to a theater that's named after the. <laughs> guy's brother who killed Lincoln well, in a theater? Well, because that's the thing. He was super famous. It, it's like the equivalent of, like, Billy Baldwin killing the president. You know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah, because his... Uh, well, but <laughs> if if Alec Baldwin was our most treasured actor, yeah. you know what I mean? So the, the, the analogy's a little bad, but... Let's be like, honest, it would be Steven. Yeah, well, if there's, if there's a dumber Hemsworth, it would be that one. It'd be like if that Hemsworth killed the president, yeah. right? And then it would just ruin the other... Because there was another brother, too. Like, there yeah. was a whole acting dynasty. Not Chris, dynasty. Not, not Liam, but Danny Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Danny Hemsworth. Killed, yeah. <laughs> fucking Gomez Hemsworth kills the president. <laughs> the fucking Gomez ruined it for everybody. So, anyway. Oh, what a great experience. Uh, Brad, Brad, there's one other thing that Brad uh, told me in doing some research, and this is... And I had this come up in Austin when we were leaving each other at Moon Tower... I probably would have had you change your flight so we could continue the discussion. What? This is how interested I am in this. Uh-huh. He um, taxidermy. Oh yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're into it. You're yeah. fascinated by it. What is your, sure your connection? Uh, it's I. You know what? To be honest with you, I think what it stems from is that I I really dig animals, right? Like I think yeah. they're really neato. I like going to zoos. I love natural history museums, right? Hell yeah! I love the shit. I love zoos. I go to huh? natural history museums in every city I go to. Right? No kidding. And the thing, yeah, and I like zoos, but the problem is the animals are not cooperative. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, like I have you a... go to a zoo and you're like, I just want to look at this fucking tiger, and this fucking tiger is like wedged in the corner. Dude, I have a whole bit about that. It's yeah. A, have you ever taken this, the tour at the San Diego Zoo? It's a no, whole. No, I never like, taken the tour, but I walked around dude, the San Diego. Zoo. It's the zoo. worst because these tour guides. They still call out the animals like they're there, and none of them are there. Oh, so right. they scramble. So, right. They're like, if you look off to your left, you'll see us, two of our most famous hippopotamuses. We actually just got them in from Africa, Ginny and Janie, and they're um. Yeah, almost circle back around. Yeah, yeah, Google, yeah. Google the pictures. It's the same fucking thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, but they right. never. They almost don't yeah. give a fuck that we're there. Yeah. So they make you have to go on the right day that they all are just like. Right. You know what? Let's... You gotta, yeah, like in the morning. That's when you got to go to zoos. When you're right. Up and like because mm-hmm. by afternoon it's too hot. They fuck. Yeah, up, it's too hot. Sleep. But the point is, taxidermy allows one to just. I have a fucking. What I have, have a moose head, for example, right? Do you I name it? I sit there and fucking look at that moose, and he won't go anywhere. You know what I mean? he, I, it sounds like a Jeffrey Dahmer serial killer bit, instinct. A little like, bit. But, like, I like the moose. and that, like, Is it calming? I or just, I, To be honest, it's like... to it? Here's the thing. My whole office looks like a 19th century explorer's club. <laughs> That's you know what awesome. I mean? That's what it looks like, for real. That's like, I'll awesome. show you pictures after like, this treasure maps and shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, got a, I got, like, an ancient, like, an old-timey map, but I put in all the pins of places I've done stand-up, right? Like, That's incredible, map, right? though. That's awesome. And then, yeah. And so, like, as part of it, it just really fits the theme. You know what I mean? To have all this taxidermy and whatever. I just think it's super cool. And I just always liked it since I was a little kid. And then now that I... And I have a, I you know do all right yep. financially, yep. Mm-hmm. and I don't drink. <laughs> By the way, I love the year like 
substituting, doing well, being like, I can afford a moose head and not think twice about it. That's the exact thing. Is like, I don't drink anymore. It doesn't hurt anybody. Like, fuck it. I'm going to. And because here's the thing I don't go, I don't kill anything. I want to make that clear. And also, I don't go to a taxidermist to, to a taxidermist to get it, right? I buy it from people who don't know any better on eBay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm really fucking super good at it, of shopping for it on eBay. Because <laughs> here's the thing. There's like three categories of people, and I will show you exactly what I mean. Okay. There, on eBay, there are, uh, there's the kind of people who are taxidermists professionally, and they totally know what they're doing. And those guys are preying on the dipshits on eBay who don't know what they're doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they overcharge the shit out of stuff, right? Okay. Then there are the guys who – this is – all right. I found it, right? So they overcharge. Then there are the guys who uh, uh, don't know what they have yep. and just go, I don't know, $15,000, and it's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, do a little yeah, research. Yeah, That's yeah. not worth $15,000. <laughs> the, te- the, the yang of that guy, the polar opposite, is the dude who has no idea what the thing he has, and he is just this cuckolded bitch husband whose wife has been like, get that fucking thing out of the basement right. for like 15 years, and yeah. then finally he's like, fuck, all right, Dolores, I'll put it on eBay, right? <laughs> But he never bothers to see how much it's worth, so he right. just fucking puts it up for some dumb, some like real low price, and he then just I wants just to get rid of swipe it. it, right? Yeah. So here's exactly what I mean. This okay. is an elk. For a while there, I wanted an elk. I don't want an, I'm not getting an elk, but okay. I did it for a while. See that? See how much that elk costs? It's wow. three grand, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Or five thousand dollars to buy it now. Okay. Go fuck yourself, dude. That yeah. is not. Then look at this one, right? Here is the same basic elk head, five hundred bucks. Or 700 buy it now. That's the kind of guy who doesn't know what he's doing because uh, okay. he's got a wife who's bitching at him. And you know how I know he's got a wife that's bitching at him? Because she's in the fucking picture <laughs> bitching at him. You see what I mean? That oh, my God. fucking woman. Like, I saved these two pictures as Dressed a perfect like example weekend at Bernie's. to yeah. explain exactly what I mean about how I'm good at taxi. <laughs> this fucking, I know that I, this guy has no idea what he's doing. She's literally right. mid-sentence being like, are she you taking a picture of finger, me? She's pointing a finger. Wow. Like, are right. you taking, get rid of this fucking, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, I, awesome. I also, there's another one I found of like an African eland, and the, in the description, it was like my wife doesn't want this in the house anymore and it was like I got it now they don't know the damage they're doing by being that honest all you gotta do is just look just fucking google what they're worth like you know I like two grand for a moose head or I mean for an elk totally reasonable right Mm -hmm. but that guy doesn't know that he's only selling it for 500 so I just fucking grabbed that shit it's like the people that uh, that don't you know look through all the uh, the flight sites they just go straight to Expedia and just fucking book off that there's other options yeah so anyway you guys should come over to my house sometime I would love to I'm so proud of my office it's like my favorite place to be now do you have like is it it just in the one room of the house or is is, is it yeah yeah my wife has mostly sequestered it to just my office right (laughs) to be honest this is the whole reason I got a guest house in my uh, on my when I bought a house pretty dope that you own a house by the way yeah thanks man yeah. yeah i'm excited about that's it. that's uh, really i got the get i wanted a place with a guest house specifically so i could turn that little teeny house into mm-hmm. like a, a miniature like fucking explorers club you know what i mean yeah or the way hardwick described hardwick and i have the exact same uh, aesthetic sensibility awesome. which is his coincidence yeah but he describes it perfectly it's a uh, 19th century or it's victorian serial killer because <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what my style is, right? That's it's Victorian amazing. serial killer. I mean, and, that should be your uh, username on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, so, and now I have just so much more respect for you in the fucking blind guy story. Oh, thank May, you. Might be the best story I've ever The blind guy story is amazing. Uh, yeah, and that's, yeah, I don't know if you're going to try that on stage again, but maybe another 10 years. I got a, I got a second worst MC story, too, that we could save Ooh, for part two. Part two. Save for part two. Yeah, you are welcome back.
back any, cool. any oh, time. Thanks, this man. was this amazing. This was really fun. Yeah. I love doing it. And, uh, totally do it again. and please uh, just never add a dwarf head to your collection. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.